everybody, and welcome to Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and uh, I have some very sad news to share with everybody. If you guys remember way back when there was an episode of our show of Cheetah Girls that I had recorded, and uh, I've gotten much success, much, much acclaim from that. I feel like I've gained hundreds and hundreds of followers ever since that episode. And uh, I'm coming here today at the very beginning of this episode to say that uh, it's a lie. It's all a lie. I, and this, this is for anyone curious, episode 113 of the podcast, The Cheetah Girls, built on a lie. I said in that episode that I had some friends who recommended uh, me to watch Cheetah Girls and it wasn't plural, it was singular and it was Maya. And here she is today to correct the terrible mistake that I made of reviewing just one series of Disney uh, original, Disney Channel original movies. So instead, we have chosen here at Comics and Cinema to rectify that mistake and instead talk about every Disney Channel original movie, not just the Cheetah Girls. Maya, welcome. Hey, Alex. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm happy that I was able to recommend Cheetah Girls because I feel like this is what started us talking about all the original movies. So yeah, you know, I think, I think that if we'd have recorded a Cheetah Girls episode, this episode may never even exist. So that's very true. In a way, I was not letting you... the way that was meant to meant to happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> So what we're going to be doing on this episode uh, and with Maya's help is we are going to be counting down our favorite, what I guess would be, in our opinion, the best Disney Channel original movies. We're going to talk about a couple of honorable mentions, and then we're going to go down our top 10. Uh, this has been an endeavor, I will say, on both of our parts. I have watched so many Disney movies that I actually had not seen, but I also got to rewatch a ton of Disney movies that I hadn't seen in a really long time. I even actually printed off a sheet that I've been saving for this specific moment. It's actually four pages long from Wikipedia, and it is every Disney Channel movie. And so I went through this list and I was like, okay, I got to watch this one. I got to see if this one's actually any good because it's all on Disney plus every single Disney channel original movie is there. So if any of these spark your interest or you go, oh yeah, I remember that one, but not really uh, go on Disney plus and check it out. Uh, I think it's going to be worth your time. So with that said, we will start with our honorable mentions, Maya, as the guest, please let's hear what your first honorable mention is. Okay, so my first honorable mention is Cadet Kelly. Yes. It is with um, Hilary Duff and Christy Carlson Romano, I think I said her name right, from Even Stevens. I, it was tough to leave this off the list because I, I love that movie. Um, I've seen it, a, I remember watching it a ton when I was a kid because I remember my parents would always joke like, oh, your dad would have seen you to like military school or whatever. And <laughs> it would just, I, I really enjoyed it, but I couldn't, it was hard to put that on my top 10 list. So I'll get that one out of the way. Cadet Kelly, it was fun. Um, and I feel like anything that Hillary Duff is in, I always gravitate to. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Cadet Kelly is not in my honorable mentions, but at the same time, it is in my honorable mentions. As I, that was another, again, I'm the same as you. I love Hillary Duff. I've got her CDs. I love her movies. And so Cadet Kelly was a big one. But that was one of the ones where when I rewatched it, I was like, I, I like it. Like, I'll definitely watch that movie any time of the day, but it's not that good of a movie. And I was really bummed by that. Like, it's a very basic plot. 
and uh, but there's some really cool moments in that i think my favorite moment in that one was like towards the end when she leaves the uh the the band you know exhibition to go find that person who's like find her dad and she's all like you know i have to do this because it's right and her dad's like i'm so proud of you and i was just like oh i love that like a good father-daughter moment uh and then obviously you know christy carlson romano is just chewing up the scenery getting to be bad you know she was loving that because you know she plays such a goody two-shoes on uh uh even stevens and beyond but yeah that's a great one uh let's see so uh, and you said you you've got two honorable mentions mm-hmm. okay cool then i will just i'll go to my my top two here my number 12 that i have on here is mom's got a date with a vampire <laughs> and I remember, it, oh my god yeah this was again this was one where even when i when i rewatched it i still liked it like it's a good movie but there's just something about it where it's like nothing ever really happens in the movie like there's never that much drama even though it seemed like it back then that it was very serious but i just i love this movie because again i watched it all the time i feel like anytime halloween rolled around this was one of the ones i watched and what's funny is from this list this is like one of the first disney channel movies what i don't know if you knew that this it came out in 2000 so it's like right at the beginning of this list uh yeah yeah, because the the for anyone who doesn't know a little bit of history, the Disney Channel original movie started in 1997 with Under Wraps, which uh, is classic. yes. But uh, and then there were there were three movies that came out in '98, and then it really started going in '99. But 2000 is when it hit its stride, and arguably though, it's like 2003 to 2006, I think, is when the sweet spot hits. But yeah, Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire, I thought was great. I loved the. Uh, how like the kids know he's a vampire but the mom doesn't believe him them and it's like why don't you believe your kids like it's so obvious but uh but it's right. very, very entertaining and it's got the dad from lizzie mcguire in it yes that's As right i remember too like i remember this just dramatic scene of like his fangs coming out yeah. in the movie i'm like oh my gosh i wish it was almost reminding me of courage the cowardly dog where it's like courage could understand all the bad things that were happening but the mom couldn't that's how i felt i'm like are you kidding me yeah but yeah and, that's a great choice and seriously like as a rewatch as a grown adult it, you really are like are you serious mom like there, it's <laughs> it's so obvious right in front of you why can't you see this you know you do not deserve this guy even though he's a vampire like he's Come on, get out of here. So yeah, so that's then, that's yeah. that would be number number two. What about you? What do you got? Okay, so it was extremely hard to leave this off my list, but my next one is Smart House. Ooh. I love that movie so much. I feel like it was so ahead of its time. <laughs> yeah. Because and it was just like you watch like and you see all the early two thousands technology, but then you have this concept of like AI and like using AI to like replace. I mean, in this case, it was like like a mother figure right. and like all the other like domestic tasks in the household. But it was just so cool. Like one, like the whole engineer of that whole PAT program was a woman. I'm like, yes, that's so great. And um, I thought it really explored how technology can, it's just a good look on how technology can intervene in our lives for the good and for the bad. And I remember I was terrified when I watched this as a kid because that scene where Pat is just like, she gets huge, her projection is huge yeah. and she's like in like woman form and then she's like destroying the house. It was crazy. But I mean, I literally was fighting to keep this on the list. But <laughs> I mean, there's some other ones. So I really, really enjoyed that movie. I can't really speak too much 
about it. There was like a dance sequence in that movie that was so random. Um, but I, I loved it overall. I've noticed in certain Disney Channel movies, there's like moments where it's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, why is this in the movie? Like, you could have edited this out. It doesn't make sense. I do. Now that right. you mention it, I, I feel like Smart House scared me when I was a kid because of that. Yeah. Like, she was scary. And she's she the, uh, isn't she from, she's like a, she played like a maid or a housekeeper in some like sitcom show, I think. Uh, oh, really? She was, like, she was a nanny. It was like called The Nanny or something like that. Oh, wait, it was the same. Oh, The Nanny, which I, is like the really heavy, like New York accent. I, I believe, oh, yeah, wow. exactly. Yeah. Um, let me, smart. I'm going to look this up real quick just to confirm because mm-hmm. I'm almost positive, but wait, oh, wait, well, you might actually, our minds might actually be blown even more. Hold on. Uh, oh no, I was gonna say she looks like the lady from Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the uh, um, the therapist, but it is oh my not. Gosh, okay, she it is not. Okay, this her. Is her. okay. She, uh, yeah. Oh no, I'm thinking I mixed her up though. She's from Married with Children. She's the mom. Oh, mom and Married gotcha. with Children, which I think nice. I've seen that quite a bit mm-hmm. when I was okay. Yeah, that's cool though. But yeah, no, she she did always creep me out. But that was a very cool movie, especially like mm-hmm. you said for its time. Mm-hmm. Um, my uh, my second honorable mention is The Luck of the Irish, <laughs> and this this was another one that I got really excited to rewatch because this was one that I watched all the time and uh, loved it just because I was super into sports at that time. I played basketball, so I you know that sort of thing, but. It was good. I really liked it. I thought it was funny because, you know, at, at one point, you know, as, as at least for me, when I was watching all these Disney movies, you, you see there's not that much representation in these movies. And when you do get a movie, and I, there's a couple on my list that we'll get to for it, but a lot of them is like, it's, it's some white kid in suburbia who's trying to survive sort of thing. And it's like, okay, cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. But Luck of the Irish, the same thing. I was like, man, it's just like, it's just another white kid. But then when I thought about it, I was like, okay, well, but he's like, he literally is grappling with his heritage. And yeah, it's like a white kid with being Irish, but at the same time, you know, they, they had some struggles too. And I thought it was cool that his mom like didn't he never knew that he was Irish and as I'm watching as an adult like I was actually laughing at those scenes because I'm like wait you never told they're like he's like mom where are we from and he's like they're we're we're from here or he says no he goes we're from Danbury Danbury Ohio (laughs) and I was like oh my god to call out to Ohio no way and so like that whole bit I thought was actually really cool like you know Mm -hmm. a family being scared to share what their heritage is with their kid because of an Irish curse and then the mom starts getting really tiny and I completely forgot about that and so I just there was a lot of twists and turns in it that I'd forgotten about and of course Mm -hmm. with Lassiter from Psych. Psych, Yeah exactly as uh, I don't remember his name's like McDougal or something like that that might be uh uh outlander but uh but no i thought that was great you get the whole contest at the end and uh him i just also loved to uh i loved how lucky he was in the beginning that like as a kid i always yes. thought the coolest thing in the world like oh he just gets everything that he wants and it's all because of this lucky coin and i'm like okay little <laughs> leprechaun but yeah so that that's yes. uh that's my my last honorable mention there did you you yeah. like that movie too I did. And I, man, that was tough too. Cause I was thinking about that on my honorable mentions as well. I, again, I also love the, the storyline around heritage. 
Um, and I think there's a little bit about that too in like Windy Woo, we'll talk oh, about that later, but, and just like knowing like, you know, like also just like, you know, seeing the effects of like your parents not like withholding information about your, like your past, your history, your lineage. Yeah. I, so I really like that. And yeah, there was some really funny moments. I, I remember I watched, rewatched that maybe a few months ago. So it wasn't like in the height of when we were rewatching all of them. Right. But um, it was, it was very entertaining. Yeah. And I'm start I'm starting to think, uh, depending on how quickly we go through this list, we may just have to call out some of our other ones that didn't make the list as like a, a special uh, after credit scene at the very end of this episode. Cause there are a couple, sure. I, I'll say this. It's not a, it's not a surprise. If you did listen to that cheetah girls episode, none of the cheetah girls movies are in my top 10, but. Oh, uh, wow. No, I know. And I'm, I'm, I'm coming out of the gate with that early. I apologize, <laughs> but I, I still have a lot of love for them. And that's why this mm-hmm. list is so damn hard because like, I, I told you my my IMDb list has 38 movies on it and the lowest ones on here I think there's two with a five and that one of them was uh like one of the worst movies I've ever seen the poof point I don't think I'm, I did not watch that movie good don't uh, that was one where I was like oh cool like I've never seen this and it sounded kind of cool and it was the the premise of poof point is uh I think it's Taj Maori who's the one who stars in it and they like their parents are scientists and they make some formula that turns them into ki- children, into babies, but they're still adults. So they so they look like adults and they're like, man, man, man. And I was like, nope, absolutely not. Like I, I turned it <laughs> off after like 15 minutes. I couldn't even deal with it. So there's Wait, there some Disney movies that aren't good, but for the most part, it's like <laughs> yeah, they're all kind of classics. Right. All right. Well, with that said, let's dive into our top 10. Maya, what, what do you have as your number 10? And I, I feel like this one is also on your list, but 10 for me is True Confessions. Yes. Yeah. A <laughs> little higher up on the list for me, though. Uh, mm-hmm. I have it at number four. Oh, wow. And okay, let's, what is your criteria and ranking? Because I feel like I was trying to balance like nostalgia, rewatchability. Yes. And like, because I remember watching maybe True Confessions once as a kid, and I remember just the overall premise, but when I rewatched it as an adult, I'm like, oh my God, this movie is amazing. But since I didn't have like the, like constantly rewatched it, didn't have like that taps into that nostalgia, almost forgot about it. Yeah. So that's the only reason why it's 10, because I have so many movies that I just absolutely love. Yeah. But this, I mean, we, we talked about this one. I mean, Shia LaBeouf had amazing performance and I and just like being like a child with autism and then I remember I was getting so irritated with the sister because she wasn't showing like enough compassion in my eyes both to her parents and her brother but I mean you know when that's your reality I mean that's what she kind of unpacks like you can kind of feel for her in a way but I think it was just a like a beautiful just portrayal of like a family coping with like a lot of things that are not necessarily like the standard or normal. Um, and her video that she put together was, was awesome because I think the overall message there was, you know, no matter what cards that life hands you, like your life is your life and that's what makes you special. That's what makes you unique. And that's a lot of beauty is in your own story. Cause she was spending most of the time trying to be like other people. Mm-hmm. So I love that. 
I love yeah. that. What was your take on that movie? Yeah. And so the, kind of the way that I did my ratings as well was a mixture of nostalgia. And like I said, as I'm rewatching them, I did say to myself, like, watch it with a, a critical eye, right? Of like, if this mm-hmm. was a movie that came out in theaters, what would you think of it sort of thing? So like, there's certain movies where like, again, I love them, but they're not good movies. And like, you know, right. they're not good. like the acting is not great, but you still love them anyway. This one, the acting is I think is really good, but what I love about this movie, and and again, I my family, I don't, I, I don't think, yeah, my my brothers are both. They had not, neither of them had any form of like serious like autism, but I've I've known people that have had that, and I, I've seen like that struggle, and so again, I don't have the personal experience for it, but watching this movie, I was like this to me feels like one of the most honest portrayals of a family going through something like that, because you would think like the whole point of it is, you know, love your family, no matter what, like people, Mm -hmm. the, the easiest plot point with something like this is the kids at school pick on the kid who has autism and you have to, you know, grapple with that idea of, do I want to be popular or do I want to stand up for my brother sort of thing? And I love that she doesn't do that all the time. Like Mm -hmm. she, gets really annoyed with him all the time. And I I just, I could see that being something that a lot of young kids have to go through with a sibling like that, because they, you know, no one's perfect, right? Like there, you can't be a hundred percent for your family, even if your family doesn't have any illness, like you get, you get in arguments with them, you get mad, especially when you're a teenager. And so I just thought her performance right. was so nuanced because not only do you have that in the movie, but then you could have had a very uh, like pencil thin story for the rest of the family, but right. each one of them has like a storyline to share. And it's something that, again, when you're watching it, I, I feel like as a kid, you, it goes so far over your head and you're just like, ah, these, you know, the, the parents are corny, whatever. But watching it as an adult, I'm like, holy cow, like the, the mom, every scene that she is in, I would get really sad watching it. Like when I did my rewatch, just because you could tell how frustrated she was, not just with her daughter, but with herself for being like, you know, not being that good of a mother in that regard. But then when she turns into, I don't remember the lady's name, but when she- (laughs) The online alias. Yeah, the online e-lady. And I just, you know, you, again, as a kid, maybe you didn't pick up on that, but we've seen it a couple of times. So like, I know it's the mom. So when you see those moments where the daughter's getting upset and the you, the camera pans to the mom and she's got like this look on her face and mm-hmm. you're just like, she cares so much about her daughter that she would go to all this trouble. And like, again, in the real world, I feel like that's such a cool idea to do, but of course it blows yeah. up in her face because the daughter doesn't want her to be around. And then same thing, you could, you could go to the dad and be like, mm-hmm. the dad's never around. Like, mm-hmm. so that's not a good performance, but that's a great performance of like a family where you have a dad who's a doctor and can't be around all the time. Like how frustrating that must be for the mom to have to handle, not just as a son with autism, but with a daughter with teenism of like trying to be popular and all of that. And so there's some of my favorite scenes or any scene with Shia LaBeouf. I've never been shy to say he's one of my favorite actors, but mm-hmm. and I think this is arguably one of his best performances that he gives ever. But dad, the two scenes I love with him are when he watches his daughter's video at the hospital. Yes. Because I was just like, again, it was like, God, dad, why can't you just stay to watch this video? Like you have to be at the hospital. I was like, of course he would be right by the counter while it's on. Like, awesome. He gets to watch it. But then also when he comes home and in a very anti-2000, was it 2001, right? 
2002. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like the male stigma at that time was still at a low of like, don't show your emotions. Don't be, you know, be a man's man. Mm-hmm. And that scene where he comes home and he, he puts the video on or whatever. And he's like, he basically says like, well, what's wrong with me? Like, mm-hmm. tell me what I can do because I feel like I'm not doing enough. And she's like giving him honest feedback. And he's just like, wow, okay. That's, uh, you know, that's a lot to think about. And I love that because the whole rest of the movie, he's so mean, which again is very honest. It's a very honest portrayal of like a guy who's never around and is busy all the time. He'd be super frustrated at his kids for being like that. Mm-hmm. So like, there's so many heartstrings. And I, I cried when I watched it, even on the rewatch, like Same. that scene, I mm-hmm. cried during the scene in the library where yeah. lost, mm-hmm. I just, I lost it. So yeah, that that's, and that's why I have mm-hmm. it a little higher up. I can talk about it a lot more because there's so yeah. much you know, emotion there, but uh, yeah, right. I love that movie. Yeah, that was so good. And then like, just the, like the fact that the girl had a crush on like the guy who was bullying her brother I just I cringe like when he's like people like making fun of people with like disabilities like for I I don't know maybe other people in different schools I literally never saw that when I was a kid like I never saw this I remember like watching it as an adult even as a kid like oh my god this is horrible like how could you do that to somebody right and then it's tough too because that was her crush and she's like balancing all these like emotions like he's an a-hole but I like him but yeah that's tough yeah there's so many different dimensions of that movie and the the characterization for all were amazing yeah and i i mean hats off i would let me look real quick on this too because um who's oh it's it's based on a novel uh true confessions okay cool that must be why it's so good like that's it's strong material really strong yeah that's that that's one of those instances of like hats off to disney for actually making a movie like that because Mm -hmm. again i feel like even today you get like wonder and i'm trying to think of a couple of others where it's like about a kid who has disabilities Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh but like back then you never got things like that Right. And man, now you convinced me. I wish I put this higher up. Hey, that's what I remember. My, my first thing was I said, like, basically, these are just top 10 movies we want to call out. This list right. is so fluid. Like, we can we can mix it up. You could throw it up to number one if you really wanted to. Yeah. Um. Okay, so my number 10, and this is, this is part of it, too, because I was, this one I struggled with because, and we'll see as a dive in, my number 10 is Stuck in the Suburbs. And the, re- the the main reason that this is my number 10 is because I love Danielle Pennebaker and I love uh, Brenda Song. So like the fact that this was a Avengers level team up in this movie <laughs> was just amazing to me. And I, I feel like I maybe watched it one time when I was younger. So when I rewatched mm-hmm. it, I was like, I don't even think I've seen this movie. So I, I, I sadly like watched it through that adult lens of I was like, well, it's not that good of a movie. Like, you know, okay, I love the concept of it. I love that, you know, uh, Taryn Killam from Saturday Night Live <laughs> right? with his frost tips. Yeah, he's the pop star that loses his phone and switches it with Danielle's phone. And uh, it just like that concept is awesome to me. So I loved that because when I was a kid, I would have, again, I didn't know, I don't know if I watched this, but like if I'd have gotten what I wanted, I would have watched this all the time. I loved these types of movies. I was always obsessed with pop stars and the the idea of getting a pop star cell phone is like such a cool (laughs) concept. But the movie itself, the execution is a little like, it's basically the back and forth of like, hey, give me my phone back. Hey, I'll meet you here. Actually, we're kind of 
becoming friends. Okay, cool. Well, are we going to get to be on your music video? But the, the main, <laughs> the main reason I love this again is that relationship between Brenda and Danielle because you're getting two rising stars, right? Because this was what 2000 and uh, oh 2004, but uh, they were young in this movie. So mm-hmm. you get to see them kind of start out and become friends, become frenemies, and then become friends again. Uh, and so I just, again, I'm a sucker for those two. So that's why it's on my list. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's really good. I feel like that's kind of like a light Disney version of like Big Fat Liar. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get yeah. his phone and it's like, it takes you on this wild goose chase. Um, oh, so yeah, that, that's a great kick. Them riding a bike, being chased by the famous person's van. And I'm like, no, there's no way. Like that van's going like five miles an hour down the road. Like they could have caught up if they wanted. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then like he would like get out and run and these crowds of people would show up in suburbia. It's like, no, 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 no. That would never no happen. Way. That is so funny. <laughs> All right, what do you got for number nine? So number nine is the Lizzie McGuire movie. Oh, nice. Maya. That movie is not a Disney Channel original movie. Oh, is it? But but I'm glad I'm glad you brought it up because that is one of my favorite Disney movies. And if I could, and I'm going to oh right now, God, I'll put it on my right. list. I'm gonna do it just for you. So my, my no. Stuck in the Suburbs has been bumped to an honorable mention. Lizzie McGuire movie is my number ten on here because if we are including it, I want to include it. I love this. How movie. is it not a Disney original? Mo- it came out in theaters. Oh, that's right. Oh my gosh. But hey, hey, you brought it up. So we are talking about it because okay. I didn't even talk about this movie. Okay, yeah. So out of all the ones that come out in theaters, we can yeah, talk about this one. Yeah. I love this one. I felt like it was a great conclusion to Lizzie McGuire. I feel like not a lot of, of the Disney series had like a good concluding movie. Yeah. But I think this was right. good. Like I it was just so much fun. Like the music was great. And um, I feel like, I don't know what it is, but Disney loves like multiples, twins, like triplets, all that stuff. So it's like, I feel like there's always some sort of double in a lot of movies, but, um, and some that are on my list too, but um, I thought it was just a lot of fun. And I, and probably for my other films too, I love when, you know, you're taken to like a different country and I remember always fantasizing about like a senior trip or like a school trip where we're going out of the country. Cause I went to one like my freshman year, I ended up going to one my freshman year of high school. So like this movie built that into like anticipation for it. Um, yeah, and it was just an overall good conclusion. Miranda wasn't in the movie though, which I felt like was kind of a, wasn't she not in the movie? Yeah, no, you're right, she wasn't. Which is tough. Like that was a huge mess. But I know, like schedules and stuff. It was almost kind of like Cheetah Girls three. I was gonna say the but. exact same thing. It's like you know, somebody's <laughs> always gonna not show up. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I loved that movie. I I'm almost positive that I saw it in theaters. But I know if I didn't, I did watch it. I, like my first time was probably watching it on the Disney Channel. Like yeah, that's what I, maybe that's why I watched it. Yeah, just on Disney. I uh, and I mentioned this in the Cheetah Girls movie, the the Cheetah Girls review. Uh, I, I put it on a VHS tape. Like I recorded that movie onto a VHS so I could continuously watch <laughs> it. Uh, I have the soundtrack. I love, like I probably once a week sing one of the songs from that soundtrack. I'm obsessed <laughs> with Atomic Kittens, uh, Tide is High. 
Uh, yes. Uh, what is it called? On an evening in Roma by Dean Martin is fantastic. Yes. My gosh, uh, Michael Bublé's version two is amazing. Yes. Yes. Uh, hey, obviously, this is what dreams are made of. That's like one of my favorite songs ever, and is always mm-hmm. on my playlists. That one, and then uh, there was another one that they play at one point. But like the whole, the fact that it's in Italy is because I, and that's why I always resonated too, is because I'm Italian, a little Italian, and and I loved that. But yeah, the whole mm-hmm. twin thing in it is hilarious. And uh, I'm trying to even remember when the last time I watched it is. I always have that on my Disney watch list because that's one of those movies where like if I can't fall asleep. Lizzie McGuire movie goes on because like yes. the opening bit of her getting like packed when it's playing the tide is high and her brother's <laughs> like trying to get the race his little car in there to film things it's like yes and but then like that whole bit with him and his like what is it his semi-girlfriend like she's not really into him but he is and she's like making him ruin her sister his sister's life and I'm like she's so terrible cute. like she's a terrible influence on him I always yes. didn't like that, that girl. She was so mean. Man. And I don't think Lenny was in the movie either. Very huge miss. Yeah. So basically the, the main gist with the Lizzie McGuire movie is it is an absolute shame that Disney is not considering this a Disney Channel original movie because kind of like we are saying, it's based off of a sh- It's a Disney Channel show. So it makes zero sense that it's not included. But hey, that's why I have my own podcast. That's why I ask people (laughs) on here is because we can make our own rules. So Lizzie McGuire movie is going to live in infamy on this list. Um, My number nine on here, and I think you'll enjoy this because I I briefly watched this. I feel like I watched bits of it when it was on Disney Channel, but then I rewatched it. Uh, Jump in. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I loved Jump In. I thought that movie was so good. And I think the main reason I loved it so much is, it again, it was a positive male portrayal uh, mm-hmm. because he not not only in the in the fact of like, oh, he's doing a girly thing of, of jumping rope sort of thing, but like he's proud to do it. And then you get that amazing scene at the end where the guy's like trying to fight him and he beats the guy. And then he has that amazing one on one conversation with him. And I love that he just kept saying, like, dude, I'm not going to fight you. Like, I, I don't see any purpose. Like, it just, to me, it was such a strong message to mm-hmm. a lot of young boys. Because I feel like a lot of these movies and shows are always about, like, if you can't solve your problems, just have a fight out at recess or whatever. And so it was really cool to see that he he even dug deeper, though. And he was like, you know, is everything okay at home? Like, he, man, oh, yeah, because he saw, he saw, like, that they were supposed to be giving him clothes from the school. Do you remember that? And he like mm-hmm. snuck over to That's his house right. and, and set them at the door and ran away. Like I almost loved just that portrayal of him more than the actual movie because he was just such a strong character. Mm-hmm. And then it was great too, like because his dad was kind of tough on him, like yep. that I kind of like you know didn't want him to jump rope and stuff. So yeah, no, that was and that was on my honorable mentions. But then I like. It was tough to just only do two, but no, that movie's really great. I remember my sister and I, we had a premiere party for that movie. No like, way, we, that's I awesome. Remember we, we put like a letter, like J, you and like sort of jumped in and like posted on like our <laughs> living room. We had like balloons and everything. Like, cause I remember the anticipation was high. Like Disney used to promote movies like two months in advance. Oh, I remember that, yeah. And so, it would be heavy every single commercial and every but no yeah that movie is a lot of fun and I love Kiki Palmer 
I was going to say, yeah, I'm looking at the list here. Yeah, you got Kiki Palmer and then Corbin Blue. Obviously, I think he, uh, and I'm, I'll double check on this, but I'm pretty sure he did this before uh, High School Musical, right? Was this? Oh, like, really? Well, so this came out in 2007. Um, and I, I've got it on here. Oh, yeah. Nope, nope, nope. High School Musical 1 was 2006. So he had okay. done that movie and then he did this movie and then he did High School Musical 2. Oh, he did mm-hmm. High School Musical 2 in 2007 as well. So that was. This movie came out when it was like Corbin Blue season, basically. Like he was, yeah. he was in everything. I remember I had the CD. I'd gotten it from the library. I loved Jump In, and then I loved. Uh, was it? Is it Gotta Kick It Up? Yeah, yes. Well, that's a cheer movie. Yes, but that is. I love that. Oh my god, was that considered a Disney? How was that? Oh not yeah. Movie? Oh, Gotta Kick It Up. Yeah. Okay, I'm mixing those up. Yeah, because that's the one with Cisse Poyde. I, yeah, uh, I did watch that in the rewatch and I was like, this isn't making the list. It's, <laughs> it's not that good. Oh <laughs> man. It did not but age I, well. <laughs> really? I haven't rewatched it in a minute, but I just remember really I love the idea of them like making their own costumes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, their I, own and I like that. Uh there there was a couple cool bits in it. Like I love that they all came together by the end of it, but that movie like ends. Like I was like, oh, it's over. Like it was we it was super strange the way that it worked. A weird but, ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right, I just you... looked up a oh. key and the Bee came out in 2006. So I feel like Kiki Palmer was really I'm like, I feel like they came out around a key and the Bee. So it was like a really yeah, right like both time. of those actors were like super hot at that time. So even though it was weird that Kiki Palmer and Corbin Blue kissed when he's like way older than her, but What's it's her, okay. How old is Corbin Blue? I think in the, I think that at the time when that was filmed, I think he was over, sorry, I think he was like over 21 and I think she could have been like 18, 17 maybe. She's, she's 1993 and he's 1989. Yeah, so, so yeah. Years older. But it was like you know four years as an adult it's not a big deal but like when you're kind of like when you're a kid yeah early adult yeah that's um, a whole that's a whole grade strata of like you being in high school the other person being in middle school right but that's a great pick Mm -hmm. that's a lot of fun what uh what do you have for number eight so my number eight is double team Ooh. and i I, this is the one i just recently rewatched the movie is amazing like Doing a rewatch, you really nothing changed about how much I loved it. Kid, like it's so well done, and there's so many things that I picked up on. Like my sister and I both played volleyball, and people listening, I have a twin sister. Um, and then so like I really identified with the like whole storyline of thinking like you had to play a sport to get a scholarship, and then also like us being on the same team, the dynamics like we're very, very different. And so like, just like the arguing and like the rivalry and all that stuff. Um, it's just amazing. It's based on a true story. And like both of them end up going to the WNBA. And I love that last scene where one is on, um, they're both on different WNBA teams. So I, I really loved it. And um, it was also good in terms of like a team dynamic too. Cause I remember like the bully was like hated the fact that these two really tall 14 year old girls and everyone's looking at them as the stars and she was feeling very insecure because she didn't really think that you know she was you know people were going to like them more than her 
and then found out that she was going through some tough family issues as well. Um, so it was kind of like jumping on the fact that like the bully, it wasn't just like the the bully that was just mean for no reason. Like they really went into kind of like why people were bullies, which I really love about Disney. So I, I love that. I love that movie so much. And oh my gosh, just the looks. It was early 2000, like oh, yeah. wear, like the sneakers and the white, like now it's coming <laughs> back. I swear fashion is always 360 because it's like the freaking forces with the white socks. It was great. So yeah. everything about that movie, I absolutely <laughs> love. And I, I literally have such a connection with it because I feel like that was my life in high school especially like freshman, sophomore year. So. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that movie did, did feel like a time capsule of sorts. Like they really mm-hmm. caught the, the zeitgeist of the moment in that movie. And yeah, I did, now that I'm thinking about it, I do love that last bit where they're on the other team. They're kind of like acknowledge each other and whatnot. And it was, it was like a heart swelling moment of, you know, they made it. Right. And yeah, that's, I love that you made that twin call out because uh, there are, and you're, you're bringing up a bunch of them, but I think there's... Uh, let me see if my list has any more twins, but I feel like even if there aren't twins in the movies, there's always like a, we need to do a, tw- a switch sort of thing. Yeah, you know I mean? <laughs> right. Let's just trade places, which actually is coming up soon. Um, my number eight is Read It and Weep. <laughs> that movie, uh, I loved that movie when it came out because I, like I said, I love Daniel Pennebaker and I was like, no way, she has a sister? And she's the main character, and uh, I love that. And you got you got Steve Stevens as uh, her dad, which was great as the pizza guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's also I feel like there was one other person here. Oh yeah, Al- Allison Scagliotti who played Sawyer. She's from uh, I think it's either Vampire. Di- she's in a bunch of stuff I have on my list here, Sawyer. but she was just so um, like I don't know. There's something about her where I was like I've seen her as a Sawyer somewhere else, but maybe it was just from this movie. I'm not sure. Oh, Jason Dolly's in it. That's right. And oh yeah, that's right. He grew into a uh, Disney movie star that I actually really liked because this, and this movie, this is probably right around the time where I was babysitting a lot. And so I watched a lot of Disney channel again after I had stopped. Cause like my, my Disney channel era was when even Stevens was out. And then mm-hmm. once I moved into like Hannah Montana, I didn't purposely watch it as much, but I would babysit all the time. And so then I would watch uh, Hannah Montana and Sweet Life of Zach and Cody and all of that. And it was uh, it was Jason Dolly and Mitchell Musso. And I always <laughs> thought that they were twins because they had the exact same hairstyle. Like, it was like, it was a joke. I was like, how do they think that's cool? Like it was that time that... <laughs> late 2000s all mop top where like it's the justin bieber yeah the justin bieber but way over the top because like mitchell musso's his would like go all over the place and he would always like flick it in the movie and it was so annoying and so i I learned through these rewatches because i watched a bunch i hadn't seen like hatching pete uh Mm -hmm. which is not on this list but was i liked it but again whenever you would pair them together i realized i uh jason dolly is actually a really good actor for what he's doing like he especially in one of the ones as we get closer to the top but mitchell musso i can't stand him i think he he thinks he's way too funny and he's not but that's not even this movie so i, I love read it and weep because 
Well, and I think as I was watching it again on this rewatch, I was like, I think I liked it because of her being a writer. And I was like, just the whole idea of her writing a story and kind of being an outcast in that regard and wanting to be popular. I think I resonated with that a lot when I was watching it, uh, both because that's how I was before when I was a little younger, but then even currently when I was, you know, watching it, I was like, oh, wow, that feels like me. Um, but it's not like, it's a very, it's the, it's the ultimate basic storyline of like, she blows up, she gets super popular and forgets her friends. She forgets where she comes from and she has to have a come to Jesus moment at the end, which she does. And then everything is good again. But I really liked how uh, Danielle Pettibaker was her like invisible sister who kind of told her everything what to do. It was her character from the book. I think her name was Izzy uh, or no, is, I, I S mm. yeah, is. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that one's always a classic. That is one that I, I recorded onto a DVD when it was on this. <laughs> I still have that copy. That is a great one. And I forget, Kate, because she, oh my God, they were talking about like a Disney duo. Because she was, Kate Pennebaker was on Phil of the Future. Wasn't she like the annoying girl, like Pim, the group Pim couldn't stand? No, that in Phil of the Future, I thought it was uh, Allie from Allie and AJ. Oh, no, no, no. Like Debbie Berwick. Remember like the goody two shoes that Phil's sister like couldn't stand? I think she was Debbie Berwick. (laughs) I'm almost positive. Yeah, I'm going to double check and see. Um, yeah, because it was... Oh, yes, you're right. Debbie Bur- Yeah, that's actually... Phil the Future's on my watch list. That was one of those ones where when it was on, I would watch it, but I never saw it all at once, and I really want to because I oh, love Alison gotcha. Mishako, so... Uh, yeah. So that's cool. She was that also was... in American Dragon, Jake Long. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wait, who did she, who did she voice? She, she was voiced, It says cheerleader. Oh. Must have been just an easy <laughs> role sort of thing. A right. This is a great pick. I almost yeah forgot about this one. This is this is really good. Zap. But again, <laughs> so super corny because then like she comes into school the day her book is magically published. Everyone has a copy, and everyone's like in their yeah. little huddled groups in the halls going zap zap. I'm like, no one would ever do that in school. Like right. no one would be bragging that they're reading a book. Uh. So yeah. But yeah, yeah. Good pick. Um. Okay. Number mm-hmm. seven. What do you got? So I have High School Musical on this spot. Um, do you have High School Musical on your list? It's not on my list, but that's one of the ones, like I said, that's like a high honorable mention because those were a big mm-hmm. part of my life. Right. And I feel like, and I'm almost probably, yeah, because the third one came out in theaters. The first two were on Disney Channel. Yep. So I think I'm safe there. Oh, yes. But yes. I mean, it goes without saying, because I, I feel like, and I'm, I'm starting to see this with, the others on my list like the Disney Channel movies that had the higher budgets yeah like it was I feel like High School Musical was an experience like you had the sing-along the dance-along the movie like I felt they just invested so much into this one film and I just I loved it like I mean the songs the characters it was it was like a an era like it is just like it's hard like it's like a definitely like a marker of like a Disney Channel moment because I think they were like promoting this movie for at least a year. Maybe it was longer. It felt longer because I was a kid and I didn't realize, you know, and then every commercial was promoting yep. Disney, like High School Musical. But I thought it was well made and just like the talent that came from that movie. 
I remember I love Vanessa Anna Hutchins. Like I remember getting her album. I knew all of her songs. Because, <laughs> um, you know, Disney loves to make everybody like, you know, a pop star. Mm-hmm. Even Mitchell Musso had a freaking song, which I was like, why? Oh, God. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like this one is probably on a lot of people's list. But um, I felt weird it taking up a spot, too, because there's some like that were not as popular that I really, really liked. But I felt like it didn't even feel right if I didn't include it because I rewatch it all the time. So going to have to go number seven, High School Musical. Yeah, that that was essentially the same reason I didn't include it either was because it was so popular. But if if I had, it would be pretty high up there. I I was in that time period where I heard about it and I was like, this sounds like so dumb like you know it's weird i i say that i'm not a huge fan of musicals but whenever i do watch them i get goosebumps almost the entire time because i I love hearing and seeing people sing and but i don't it's like i don't go looking for it but whenever i do watch it i'm always like wow that was so good and so somehow i ended up sitting down and watching that movie and literally like a day later i went and drove to the store and bought the soundtrack on cd for it so you know we're soaring we're flying there's not a star in heaven that we can't reach it just is i was singing i was dancing and that might have been i'm trying let me uh swear this yeah 2006 um yeah i i probably watched that maybe in 2007 or 8 like i didn't even see it right when it came out but that movie was oh, something wow. that almost inspired me to uh, like take a theater class. Cause I was like, Oh, I, I was like, huh? Like, I really like singing. I really like dancing. Like maybe I'll just try out for theater. And uh, it didn't really go anywhere, but that mm-hmm. movie inspired me for it. And then high school musical two came out and I was like, I'm in it. And, and the best part about high school musical two for me was at that time I was, I think, cause that came out in what, 2009, 2010 maybe it was it was shortly after uh, 2007 um, it was only a year yeah, okay oh wow okay yeah no, that's right we were just taking the jump down mm-hmm. i was uh when i was in high school and i that would have been yeah yeah i would have been like a sophomore in high school i was a lifeguard and so like i lifeguarded <laughs> at the rec center and then in the summers the rec center had outdoor pools in two parts of the town and so i would lifeguard there as well and that stuff was always on but like when i, I remember there was a morning or whenever it was i watched it i was just like it just felt like me. I don't know what it was. The the blue logo on the cover, the songs being so summery, him like yes. I, I always just loved when he's uh when he's walking on the golf course and he's doing this yes. boom, 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 and he's singing and then what time is it? Like I said, that's my was my ringtone. I just that movie, that movie will always remind me of like lifeguarding in the summer, which is I feel like kind of the theme of that movie is like summer fun. And uh yeah, yeah. so I loved both of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was your number was seven, amazing. you said? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, number seven. My number seven is a movie I hadn't seen until doing this. Actually, the next two are. Zetus Lapidus. It's Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. That is my number seven. <laughs> I loved this movie, even never seeing it now as an adult. I was like, th- this, to me, lines up with what you were saying about Smart House. Like, this movie was ahead of its time of like young girl living in on a space station. There's all this cool li- lingo. Like I started realizing I was using some of the lingo, like <laughs> watching it once I'd be like, that's really inky. And I, yeah. I, just, I loved that. Like she, she, and, and I'll make sure we get her name, right. Uh, Kristen, Kristen Storm. Storm. Mm-hmm. She did such a good job of, embodying that character because they could have easily 
been like, oh, this is Xenon, girl of the 20th century. Like, oh, we live in space, but we're the exact same as people on Earth. She's got right. like, different lingo. She thinks like an adult. She acts like an adult. She's rambunctious. Like, she just was perfect and I and she believed what she was doing so there was never a moment when I watched her that I was like thinking about her as an actress I was just like that's Xenon like she and you get Raven in it you can't beat that right absolutely I love that's so funny I didn't choose the first one Um, the first one is yeah well that's my next one but I know I love and it was just also again I feel like I'm always like as a young girl, like the fashion really sticks with you. Like, oh, yeah, just like the metallic, like spandex looks. I'm like, this is so cool. Like the colors. Um, so yeah, I definitely, I feel like that is the Xenon trilogy is so good. Like all three of them are very good. Um, and I mean, like you said, like it was ahead of its time. I feel like Xenon walked I don't have you watched the show The 100? No, I haven't. Or heard of it? I have like Zena walked so The 100 could run because <laughs> it, it was like the same premise like people in space and then they ended up going to Earth, which is like the second movie. But yeah, I, yeah, 100% agree with you there. It was definitely a moment. Yeah. And so, yeah, you're, I, I had never seen any of them. And that was like, like Cheetah Girls. I watched all three of them back to back to back. And mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with you. I think much like a lot of the Disney movies, I feel like each one was two was really good too, but like three was definitely a downsize in quality, but it still, I still liked it. Like I loved that they, they were able to have a fresh storyline in each of the three movies where, you know, like they could have recycled the same storyline. Cause like the first one's all in space. Right. And then the second one Mm -hmm. is uh, she goes to earth. And then the third one is she's, I think what she's in earth and has to go back to space. And, mm-hmm. uh, but each one of them, the premise was so cool because they stood, they talked about concepts that I feel like people are still slowly getting to. Like you don't, you see like Arrival and Annihilation and these movies where you're dealing with higher intelligent beings from a different universe sort of thing. And it's very high concept, but Xenon was doing that because in that third Xenon movie, you know, they're communicating with that giant extraterrestrial being that like helps yes. their space station. And it, and again, they're portraying it as like, these people want to help us. Cause I feel like at that time too, anytime there's an alien in a movie, it was like, oh, they're a bad guy. Like they're, they're the villains. And it's like, I love that. She's always just trying to make everyone feel good and, and have everyone be friends. So yeah, that was a absolute hit. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was 99. So that's one of the OG Disney channel. Movies. Yes love it and uh i'm trying to see what oh yeah smart houses as well that was a 1999 movie too Mm, okay so your number six is uh xenon the sequel xenon the sequel i this is definitely my favorite out of the three because i love the fact that they go to earth and like they have to basically like visit protozoa and it was like gosh why is like this like superstar like at the center like center of all these movies is funny oh but yeah i know I also, uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> like he's so essential to like the mission is to like, go meet protozoa but um i i mean you hit the nail on a lot of this like so ahead of his time i feel like margie definitely wins the award of the biggest like a-hole in terms of all the oh, bullies yeah. well maybe not the guy from true confessions who's actually paulo from the lizzie mcguire movie remember that like what? um that oh i knew it wow <laughs> Didn't realize but that. uh 
she was just such a b word like i just couldn't understand her um but i love I, yeah just the sense of adventure that that movie had um it was just so much fun and i feel like i love how each xenon movie is like marked by like the staples of, like songs like there's uh supernova girl for the first one and then there was the galaxy is ours like take me up, take me ours. up take me to the stars and then the last one the song wasn't that great but it was like out of this world it wasn't even a pro protozoa song at least well, and it wasn't even the same guy who did who played protozoa yeah so i'm like come on so i i really liked that one and i know raven wasn't in that one but the girl from color friendship i'm blinking on her the actress's name she i felt like she was really good in it and yeah i felt like that one was more adventure seeking um the second one that's why Shadia that's my number six right as nebula and yeah color that's that's another one of those ones we can talk about at the end because mm-hmm. color friendship was another one that i saw that i hadn't seen before um and and you know what's funny too i loved it, it they weren't afraid of doing it and in that regard i loved it that like you got raven in the first movie and then mm-hmm. she's probably just like i don't have time for this i don't want to even bother with it like uh i feel like that because she's been in a couple of things where like she was in it and then she's like uh cheetah girls so i I don't feel like it's a scheduling issue i feel like it's her maybe part of her personality of like why would i want to be a part of a sequel sort of which whatever whatever but she's not in the second but then she is in the third but she's only in the third via hollow thing so remember there's the one scene where she's on a beach talking with her and i'm like like they brought raven back for one scene like come on Uh, but yeah no those were really enjoyable i'm so happy that i could watch them all and and honestly like i said that's just like one of the best parts i love that disney plus has all the marvel movies and we get these new shows and stuff but like I would buy those anyway. And I don't know where you can even find a Disney channel original movie, but the fact that they have like their entire library on here to me is, is worth the price of admission on its own. Absolutely. Uh, So that was your number six. My number six, Mm -hmm. like I said, this is, this is insane. Actually, this is the most recent of all the movies in my top, but uh, princess protection program. Yes. I great movie immediately was obsessed with this movie when i was watching it i was like wait because you know again like there there's there's the phases i feel like of disney channel movies you got the like again 99 to 2002 ish are the older ones they they don't look as good and then you've got like 2003 to 2006 where to me that's like the apex you got high school musical even stevens all that stuff but then from like 2007 to present day those are all like they're really well made they have their good camera quality good acting for the most part but to me they always were just like i was like whatever i don't care about these anymore like i'm an older person and so watching this uh Mm -hmm. they like just amazing like i said Mm -hmm. i I hadn't seen it and funny enough i hadn't seen i don't think i'd seen either demi lovato or selena in a movie before i feel like maybe i had but not in like a disney movie Mm-hmm. Them together and having known them before as singers like I, I love both of their music and they're they're really good like they're both mm-hmm. really good and the concept like I was saying of they're not twins but they're switching of like the yeah. switch was just coolest concept ever it was 
Oh my God, it was amazing. And just seeing them both on screen was great because they were like, I feel like they're the ones that carried the torch after like Miley Cyrus. Like, because yeah. I mean, technically, Wizards of Waverly Place was like kind of going on at the same time, but like they were staple. And so seeing them on this in the same movie at the same time is amazing. And it was a lot of fun. And for those that don't know, Jamie Chung is in this movie as a very excellent uh, bad guy, as the the rich snob bully at school. And she is from Lovecraft Country. Oh yeah. He's the, oh my goodness. the nine-tailed fox in, in the, right. which was just awesome to see because I was like, you know, I'd listened to those HBO uh, podcasts for the end of the Lovecraft Country episodes. And for mm-hmm. their episode, they actually got her on the podcast. And so she was like explaining, you know, how the show, all, all this stuff. And I remember just being like, and that's so cool for you. Like, that's awesome. I, I didn't know what you were in. So to see her in this, I was like, do you know that you're going to be in Lovecraft Country in like 10 years or whatever it is? Like, <laughs> right. it's so cool to, to kind of see her start. And yeah, I think, amen to what you said about them carrying the torch. I think, and funny enough too, Selena and, and Demi have been through so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know in their personal lives of like and it was selena's had lupus and she had mm-hmm. to deal with justin bieber for a little while mm-hmm. and you know demi as well had a bunch of, of drug issues too and has been struggling mm-hmm. for a while so there was a honestly there was a sort of sadness while i was watching it too that i think made me connect with the movie more of like mm-hmm. like what was it at this moment you know what i mean like was it this moment in the movie or like was there a moment during the movie when they were filming where like Demi is struggling with something you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. she's having to now act and just because you know like okay yeah she had drug issues it was probably years after this but they don't just happen overnight right like they they, it takes a lot of time so I'm sure they were both going through things in this and Mm -hmm. it just I don't know that made me like it a lot more too just because they yeah. Oh, and it's got Nicholas Braun in it too. I forgot. He's a he's a, a staple of Disney Channel too. And he was in a trailer for a movie that I saw. I don't remember the name of the movie, but he's in one of my other ones. He was good as the like nerd guy who kind of has a crush. Oh, I think he, what he has a crush on Selena, or does he have a crush on Demi? I think it's Selena, but honestly, oh yeah, he was in Sky High. That's right. That's yes. That's there right. you go. Yeah. That's Sky High. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh so, my yeah, god, is that a Sky High, a Disney Channel original? Uh, no, that's just a Disney movie. <gasps> yeah, that was okay. Good. good. That was a fun movie. Okay, though. I need to that. that. I love Sky High. Oh my gosh. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, we've we've neared into the top five. We've arrived. Yes. What do you have as your number five? My top. Well, my fifth pick is Camp Rock Two. Whoa! Here it is. Um, out the absolutely. Love Camp Rock 2. I definitely give it an edge over the first one. I don't know, something about sequels. I just, I don't know. I feel like, okay, you set the, the set the foundation. Now you can have fun with it type thing. Um, the music was phenomenal. Like, freaking wouldn't change a thing. It was one of my favorite duets. Introducing me. I remember there's so much freaking words in that song. And I remember, like, memorizing it. Still knows, but, like, all the lyrics to this day. And then the final gem song, um, tear it down amazing so I feel like the music in Camp Rock 2 was so great it was so much more elevated and I love the idea and this kind of goes into the first one the idea of just like a camp 
I loved Parent Trap growing up. It was yes, one of my yes. sister and I's favorite movie. And I felt like, you know, like a camp where you can do whatever you want. Mike and I went to a ton of camps. So I just, I don't know, really stuck with me. And that's why I gave it, like, I loved it so much better than High School Musical because this camp setting really did it for me. And just everyone is just like a safe space for people to explore their passions, have fun. And then the fact that the music was so great. Um, and I listened to that soundtrack definitely like once a week, like not full thing too, but definitely songs on that soundtrack a lot. So from the time I watched it for, for the first time, the fact that I can still listen to all those songs and like love it is huge for me. So love Camp Rock 2. Did you end up watching Camp Rock 2, right? I watched them both. I did. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, while they didn't make my list, I have the same exact review that you do. I I liked Camp Rock 1 as an, again, like you said, as an intro, like I was like, cool, cool concept. I'm the same as you. I actually didn't go to camps. Uh, I'm trying to remember if I, I maybe went to like a basketball camp one time, but it was just in my town. And so to me, for me, it was always a fantasy of like, oh, I would love to like go be away from my family for like a week in summer for like science camp or whatever it ended up being. And so, yeah, to mm-hmm. have a place where they can pursue their passions. And I loved that they would just randomly break out into song and everyone started singing, which is very musical-esque, but I loved it for the background of like, that makes sense. If people would go into a camp for singing, they're going to just randomly start singing to have fun. So I thought that was great, but yes, I a hundred percent loved the sequel so much more. The camera quality was better. The acting was better. The actors were a little older and the songs were better. I, I don't know if you mentioned it, but I really liked the one after they like, were about to close the camp and they're all in the, the place and they're having to figure out what they're going to do. And Demi just starts mm-hmm. like, breaking out into song and it's like oh let's go and then everyone starts singing and they're all like and i'm thinking to myself like i don't know if that's the best way to come up with a plan but maybe at this camp you sing your plan out so that's great and then you know, right yeah so i'm glad i watched them because that again was around that time where i was like camp rock are you serious like i've got i've got better things to do with my high school time <laughs> so i'm glad i still See? watched them I think that's good to point out too because what you're five years older than me mm-hmm. and so like yeah I think this was like right this is nearing the end of the era because like Phil of the yeah. Future, Hannah Montana, the ones you said were a little like okay you weren't into it as much that was like my prime right um and like all the other movies I was watching when I was legit like five or below but mm. um and so I really loved camp rock and like when those movies came out it was like such a huge deal it was it was not as huge as high school musical but close to it yeah it did feel like that was what they were trying to go for was like hey we've got some really strong talent here with like the jonas brothers and and demi Mm -hmm. like let's let's get them on here let's let's do another type of high school musical except it's at a summer camp so that's kind of i think that's Mm -hmm. almost how i saw it was like i've seen it before but i wish i'd watched it when i was younger because i would have i know i would have liked it i would have appreciated it Mm-hmm. Uh, my so number five up? is Cowbells. <laughs> I knew this was going to be on your list. Or yeah, maybe this, you told me. The, yeah. <laughs> so this, again, I've made no secret of my love for Allie and AJ. Uh, they got me through <laughs> high school. I had both of their CDs and I still do. And I would, you know, blare them. In the, and this is funny. Those CDs, same thing. Like uh, Insom- Insomnatic went uh, 
came out when I was uh, taking care of pools. So there's there's a lot of water <laughs> things in my life, but like, so I would drive to these pools and service them. And while I was driving and going, like I would have that album just playing. And so, you know, potential breakup song, all that stuff. And so then when they announced that uh, Cowbells was coming, I was like, no way. Like I need to see them. I need to see how they do. And they even were able to throw in some of their own songs in there. Cause I know they had mm -hmm. put on the ride and they put, well, no, they did. It was just on the ride. I think that they put on there, but there was an Allie and AJ in another movie that I, I keep hinting at that's higher up on this list, but I love that. <laughs> I think the only diss that I would say for this movie is again, when you're looking at like representation in film, there's a lot, this is, I don't think this one had been done before of like the rich white girl, but you know, you see one, you kind of seen them all. So in that respect, I was like, eh, okay. But I love the idea that it's them. They are standing up for themselves and they're standing up for the dairy farm or the dairy company because they want to. Like, I loved the whole idea that their dad who also is from Vampire Diaries. He's in, uh, uh, what was the, oh, here, he was in, he was the bad guy in Heroes. Um, and he did a great job too. I mean, he's in two scenes, but just like, he's like, hey, I love that. He's like, hey, I've got a, <laughs> this guy just bought me an all expenses paid vacation to a different country. I'm going to leave for a few weeks. And it's like, uh, and you're a single dad? <laughs> like, okay, doesn't, all right, right, go off. And so he leaves and they have to, again, work at this dairy farm. And I just, I really did like how they're, they're learning the lessons, but they were learning them not from their parents. Like they're learning mm -hmm. them from the community. And I really liked that they, they shift their beliefs and what doing what's right because of seeing other people who are less fortunate than them. So again, a little bit of a twist. Cause I feel like in most movies, it's the big scolding of the parent. Who's like, you have no idea how yeah. good you have it, blah, blah, blah. And their dad kind of never really cared. He, he like, he yeah. knew what they had and he knew they were good kids and they were, but just the whole thing of Allie, like wanting to donate the money that they were going to get for their giant party to the dairy, like just so ahead of her time and such an adult move and then of course aj has doesn't want to do it and and she's like right but so it was cool like i like that and again this is one of those mm -hmm. movies where i have it on an actual dvd like i i was at a a used movie store one day and saw it and i was like this is divine intervention it was literally in the clearance <laughs> section for a dollar and i was like this is perfect and so yeah so that's one i was like i love that movie nice yeah, I I rewatched Cowbells and I I loved it and I remember this is crazy Alex because I remember I felt like Cowbells was like basically like a Disney version of Material Girls. But Material Girls they both came out the same year. But Material Girls came out in August, Cowbells came out in March. So really Cowbells came out for its craziness the same year cuz I loved material girls it's with the deaf sisters right and i it's literally the same exact plot um but it just wasn't in, like not involving like a dairy farm but no i i totally agree and i love seeing like the lessons too because it's like we talk about like privilege yeah. and like when you actually put them in a scenario where um their reality is not necessarily and like so soaked up in privilege but like actually having to do work and kind of seeing how other people live who don't have the same means as you 
it was really powerful. So I definitely see why you have the, it's a, it was a very good, like lesson learning yes. movie. Yeah. Yeah. All, you know, I would say my one nitpick though, that I was so cringy is the, uh, the dairy farm band. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, like to me, I've, and I've been in an office where it's like, all right, lunchtime, let's go all eat together. Never have I ever seen someone be like, Hey y'all, uh, I know our lunch is only 30 minutes and this time that you have is precious, but we have our performing <laughs> banjo band here. Let's all get up and start singing. I'd be like, uh, no, I'm going to work at a dairy farm. Like I, I, I do enough. I want to just take this lunch to rest. And they're like, it was like, who, no one does that. Like maybe after, right. but not during the lunch break and not in the lunch hall. Right. They try to make it be like them be like so country and angry. Canary Boat could have been, but yeah, I remember that. I, I don't know. Oh, I feel like funny. they, that's like the only thing they did that was country. Like the whole yeah. rest of the movie, again, takes place in suburbia and is like in really big houses. Like they don't, I don't ever see the country. That would have been a cool movie though. Would have been like it set in like the country. That would have been awesome. But mm -hmm. mm -hmm. all right. What do you have for number four? So number four is the Proud Family movie. Ooh. That is my movie. Oh my gosh. Like I like diehard Proud Family show. Like I watched it all the time. Dream. Like that was my go-to, right? Dream. Um, but it was so great. I feel like there's, you know how there's like images that just stick in your mind, like yes, like as a child. Like the dance battle between Zoe and the cashew, like <laughs> greatest scene, movie scene of all time, damn near. It was so great. Like it was such a great, I don't know, was it a conclusion? I forget if more, I don't know if it was necessarily, maybe it was, um, but I think we saw Wizard Kelly's face in that movie for the first time. But <laughs> a lot of reviews. It was, right. And then, Oh my gosh, like just the family aspect. Um, and then like some of the history, like they, they had like George Washington Carver, like the creator of Peanuts and then <laughs> being like, like a fake. And oh my God, it was, so this is just purely off of like entertainment. The movie was so funny. It'll have you laughing like just throughout the whole film. It's so much fun. And just knowing that you love every single character and seeing every character have their moment, Sugar Mama, Oscar, Trudy, mm -hmm. um, oh my gosh. And then they had 15 Cent as like the love interest at the end. I was like, oh my oh, God, yeah. this is so. Yeah, I love that whole bit where they're like <laughs> in the car talking and the dad's like yeah. walking up and whatnot. Like, oh my God, yeah. He, yeah. Honestly, it, I, I really liked that he, in a sense, was the star of the movie because I feel like, in any Disney movie, it's always the kid. And obviously it becomes that, but like the whole impetus of the movie is that it's the father who created this product that they're, you know, the guy's trying to steal. And I just love yeah. that because it was like, you know, whenever you see him in the show and in, in any aspect, he's an idiot. Like you're always laughing at him. You're always like, dude, you are so oppressive. Like you, you hate your daughter. Like you never let her out. But then when you see him walk into the room and it's like, oh, he actually is like, he's super smart. He invented this really cool thing. But at home, he just gets beat up by everybody. So he's like the <laughs> quiet desperation kind of dad. Yes. And something I was just talking to my sister about, it was so frightened about Oscar Proud. 
with proud snacks. His only employee was a monkey. Oh my god, it's so fried. Like your only employee was a monkey. It was like, you know, he's not passing any sort of like regulations. Yeah, there's the no snacks. way. Like everyone like literally like died or got sick from eating like a, <laughs> a proud snack. So um oh my god, it was and I, I definitely agree. Like a lot of it was like oscar's characterization which was great because yeah he was very annoying and it's like gosh trudy why were you with this man it's crazy. i know and it, but then he she'd like come she comes into his room or her room after he like went off on her and she's like you know it's just your father you know he loves you and it's like you're, you're defending this man right <laughs> he's so mean oh like, he won't God. let her do anything but uh but yeah no that that's a good one um that would be another one that would be at that that tipping point on my honorable mentions list. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, I said my number my number four was True Confessions. So here we are mm-hmm. at that point again, again, amazing movie. Uh, what do you have for your number three? Number three is the Even Stevens movie. I know that's on your list. Yes. <laughs> is that number yes. one for you? Yes, that is my number one. We're <laughs> spoiling it. that early. Even Stevens <laughs> movie all the way. Uh, let's hear it. Why do you love this movie? my it was so original like at least I haven't seen anything like it before and it was just so funny like it was so meta as well like we're watching a movie and then they're really being filmed to be on some sort of like tv show and then I just love like how it brought like the family together as well like we literally watched I don't know how many seasons of even Stevens and they were always just like bickering and then they sometimes have these moments and they still kind of do in the movie, but I just thought it was a lot of fun, very hilarious. And I just love the scene too. And like, again, like images that just don't leave your head (laughs) when like he sits down on like the chair and like the whole freaking (laughs) mansion like goes down and like they have nowhere to stay. But knowing it was all orchestrated was, was so funny. and then, you know, we love, we both love Shia LaBeouf. So he makes the whole movie, honestly. Um, but beans, mother of pearl. <laughs> beans, yes. And then the animatronic squirrel. Oh my oh, gosh. Yeah. That was crazy. Not only do you have the, the entire Even Stevens cast is reprising their roles. There's no random color of friendship character showing up in here to replace somebody. <laughs> Uh, not only that, but you get Tim Meadows, who is like one of the greats when it comes to comedy. And you get, uh, and I, I'm going to just look it up real quick because I don't remember his name, but uh, the dad from, or not dad, but like the, oh, Dave uh, Dave Coulier from Full House as Lance LeBeau. You're a- oh, yes. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. The, I mean, those scenes are so great. Miles McDermott. We got you. Good. We got you. <laughs> we got you on your own show. I like. I. Oh, that was so great. So good. So good. And yeah, I mean, that whole concept was, like you said, so ahead of its time. Of like the reality, it was poking fun at reality shows and how scripted yeah. the reality shows actually are. But you, you do get that development for the family. Uh, and and like I said, I had this is my number one but I still give it an eight out of 10. 
And, and I give the Even Steven show a 10 out of 10. I've watched that show back and forth. Like I rewatched that show last year. Uh, so to answer your question, it's three seasons is how many seasons. Oh, three seasons? But, Gosh, but it's the show like itself, that. if you remember, the show ends on a very sad and um, I mean, it's like a weird note, right? Like the last episode, the mom get she wins the, uh, the Senate race and they're, they're going to move and they're supposed to move. And so Lewis makes that video for Tawny and Tawny makes the video yeah. for Lewis and there's the whole swip swap. And then we get the classic uh, Max Keeble of we're not moving. And it was like, oh no. And so you get the, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, it ends, it's a perfect ending because the ending is them walking away, holding hands. And mm -hmm. so you're like, you don't need anything more, but this, so this movie does not forward anything. Like it doesn't add anything new to the lore. It doesn't add mm -hmm. a new story, which to me was kind of sad because I thought that show ended way too soon. Like I cried in that last episode because, you know, it's like not only is the show ending, but Shia LaBeouf is ending in a sense. Like he mm -hmm. hit his peak. You, I mean, you could argue the entire show he's brilliant, but he really hit his peak at the end there because his mm -hmm. he'd really come into what Lewis was as a comedian. And uh, I mean, he influenced me so much when I was younger watching that show of like my type of comedy and just acting the way that he did. But then you get, you know, Ren with Muay Thai and uh, he's <laughs> yes. like, you know, pretend I'm, I can't pretend anymore, Ren. It's like, okay, all right. Um, oh, so and funny. then Beans. Beans is the, he, Beans is probably, I would argue, one of the best supporting characters in any Disney Channel show because not only is he the annoying kid, but every single thing that he says is funny. And he just, uh, uh, okay, confetti? I thought you said spaghetti. And then, <laughs> then he goes, Beans, you're brilliant, Beans. And, uh, and then when they're at the house and they're going on the trip and Beans just shows up, where are we going? And it's like, and he's, he packed his whole suitcase full of bacon. Like it's, he's just so brilliant. He's Stephen Anthony, he Bernard Aaron Guerin are, are lovable Beans. Like, oh my God. So yeah. And then, and then we find out that uh, Twitty is the one who kind of got them on the show in the first place. And he has to yeah. by coming onto the island to, uh, what was it? Catalina Island. That's right. Yeah. That's just, Man. That's just right off the coast. Let's go get it. Let's go get into Tom's boat and drive to this island. Like, <laughs> what a concept. <laughs> Why don't you guys hop aboard my dinghy? Uh, so, I mean, so there's good. just every line in that is is perfect. So, yeah, that's it is I'll, I'll give a little bit of praise at the end to it as well. But yeah, that, that movie's great. Yeah. Um, my yeah. number three is Minutemen. Have you seen Minutemen? I, that was one I did not see. But Minute I remember because- That's a Jason Dolly movie. Yeah, Jason Dolly. So mm -hmm. it's Jason Dolly and then Nicholas Braun from, okay. uh, from the other one. And then the third guy is Luke Benward, if, uh, who's from, he was in How to Eat uh, Fried Worms. And then he was also in something else. He was basically a child actor because he was only in a couple of movies, but everything that he was in, he was brilliant. And the plot of this movie is this kid, Jason Dolly, he's starting high school as a popular kid. And at some point, and what's funny is his best friend is the brother of uh, Nina Dobrev in uh, Vampire Diaries. So you get to see mm. him younger as well. I feel like maybe there's a lot of vampire alums uh, in, <laughs> in these Disney movies, but he... 
something happens where he's like trying out for football and him and the really smart kid who's like, he's a genius, basically. He's like 10, but he's in high school. So like, he's super smart and they both get tied up and get, they get makeup put on them. And they're like hung from some, you know, monument at the school as like a prank and they become best friends at that moment. And so now Jason Dolly is not the cool kid anymore. He like hangs out with the nerds. And I loved that whole plot line of that because it felt a lot like myself just being a nerd my whole time when I was in school. But also he was the guy who like, again, he's a popular kid. He's got the cool airbrushed hair, but he's hanging with the nerds and he likes hanging with them. And I, I thought that was really cool. But the kid, the little kid ends up inventing a time machine and uh, it allows them to go back in time. And so they become the Minutemen because they want to help out other kids at school who are being bullied. So they go back in time to stop the bullying, like to stop it from happening. And eventually it ends up spiraling out of control. And uh, just, this is the other movie that has an Allie and AJ song on it. So this one has, uh, <laughs> this has like, whoa on it, which is a oh, great okay. build scene of the time machine. And uh, it just, it's a classic. Like I said, I, I loved it. This was one that I had burned onto a DVD and I was nervous to rewatch it. Cause I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like it. And I loved it even more on the time I watched it. I was like, this movie is just so good. Like it's so warm hearted. The, again, the biggest struggle in the movie is like him be becoming, he wants to become popular. And so he's like, I wonder if I help out the popular kids using this time machine, can I be popular again? But obviously he learns like, you know, you can't go back sort of thing. Mm. That one's great. I love that one. Yeah, I, I I don't even think I've watched this when I was a kid. So this is I want to definitely go back and rewatch because that premise sounds really good. Is it I'm two, like, is I know it, I know this has to be really good if you put it over the even yeah. Stevens movie. <laughs> not over. Um, no, it's not not better. Oh wait, just kidding. That's right. That's right. It's right. Hey, but it's my number three, one. so it's top three. Yeah, it's your number. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Even just being the proximity to good it. Good good lessons and good. It it feels a little bit like the Breakfast Club. With you know the the third guy, the really tall guy from Princess Protection Program, he's an outcast as well, and he's like a biker, like he's got his own motorcycle, and I don't know why, like for high school, and so he's like super cool, and he's a mechanic, and so he helps <laughs> him build the machine, but uh, yeah, so that's cool. All right, we are we're approaching the last bits. Number two, Maya, what do you got? My number two is get a clue, a hundred percent. And I know little hunch that there is something going on now. Ba, 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 ba. The close I bought the friends I got my teacher had a meltdown. Ba, 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 I don't even remember the whole title sequence. I'm weak. Um, yeah, oh my God, the intro was amazing. Like the idea, okay, so there's there's multiple reasons why it's so high for me. It is the plot, like I love murder mysteries. So like as a kid, like trying to figure out who was the one who did it was huge and then like and it was well done and then also like the outfits like oh, Lindsay yeah. Lohan Brenda Song just bodied every single look and it it was like my sister and I always talk about it we're like that was just so influential and then like the tech so my sister and I you know how there used to be like those uh scholastic book fairs oh yeah oh yeah and then, but they also had like those little, like, um, like little catalogs they would send to the class and you can like order stuff. Yeah. My mom, the only time my mom actually let me, my sister and I bought spy gear and it was like night vision goggles. I remember that um, in the catalog. 
yes. And it was like, it had to be a spy book. My sister and I both wanted to be spies basically our whole entire childhood. And um, when they go to the spy shop, I'm like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like, yeah. I was like, I was getting overwhelmed with like how like amazing it was, even when I rewatched it just a few weeks ago. Um, and then it was just so much fun. Like, cause they, I feel like for any good murder mystery, like you introduce all the different characters yep. and you kind of make them as they could be a potential suspect. And so they did that so well for like a Disney movie. And then it, it just tied itself just together like really, really well. I love the fact that like, I'm trying to figure out, I'm blanking on his name, Bug. but, oh wait, oh, Bug Call. Well, Bug Call was great in this too. Cause he was like from Brooklyn and he was like super down to earth, didn't care what other people thought of him. And, uh, I really liked his character. Probably my favorite. Well, actually, he is my favorite character because, like, he was just himself. And I felt like with his character, they they really show like you know the power of just being your genuine self and not trying to like be like everybody else. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay, I'm blinking. I can't find the guy's name, but it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was murder mystery, and the looks were great. Oh my god, a horrible picture of Lindsay Lohan they have on the on the Google page, but um it wasn't yeah, just a lot of fun. It's it's hard for me to put it in words almost because it just evokes that feeling too. Cause I remember even the oh, like the title sequence when Brenda Song and Lindsay Lohan are they like video message each other and like help each other pick out their outfits in their like yeah. in the beginning. Like just little moments like that just just make my heart warm like oh that is so cool so that is definitely why it is my number two movie dang yeah i i'm gonna make a, a comics and cinema promise right now to re-watch that movie because i re-watched it and i didn't like it and and it was it wasn't even like a i hate it it just i was i was almost disappointed i was like this is not how i remembered this movie and I think maybe, again, maybe it was the headspace that I was in when I was watching it, because any time that I think about that movie, I always am like, I would love to watch that movie again. Like, I love, I love the whole Get a Clue song. Like, again, that's, I, I know all the lines of that song because I sing it all the time. <laughs> and uh, again, the opening sequence, you've got Brenda Song, you got Lindsay Lohan, and you got Bug Hall. Like, what more do you want? Uh, I will say I have never been a fan of Amanda Plummer who's the lady. Oh yeah. Miss Dawson. She's, I mean, she's been, in, she's been in a couple of other movies that are like B movies that I've seen. I just am not a fan of her. So whenever I see her, I kind of cringe, but then you also had <laughs> Charles Shaughnessy in here who is in mom's got a date with a vampire as the vampire. Yes. So like mm -hmm. there's, I, I think I want to take what you just said and kind of put that lens to it while I'm watching it. I may have to dig up my spy gear and maybe wear it <laughs> while I'm watching it. I swear to God, I remember looking at that and being like, I want that spy gear kit, but I was the same. I We got books sometimes, but I don't think we, they ever let us get like, you know, the cool stuff that was in there. But those, yeah. I, I, I was always, I waited for the day when my cubby had the scholastic magazine in it when I would come into the classroom and be like, yes, it's finally here. And then, you know, sit at my desk before class started and read through it and circle the books that I wanted and, you know, not get them. Uh, but I, I did, I would go crazy at the, when it would, the book fair would come to the school. 
Like that's mm-hmm. when I balled out. Like mom would come, yeah. and like, you know, you can pick out a couple, but I feel like it wasn't often that we got to order things, which these, that, which is wild. Right. Cause like today that's all we do is order things online. Like I need, <laughs> I, maybe I should, I'm going to write that down. I need to Google that. I would love to see if I could still sign up to be on the scholastic <laughs> book list so I could get one of those magazines in the mail. Maybe there's a fancy new spy kit, Maya. Yes. Maybe there is. Oh my gosh. And uh, it was just yeah, like so that I, I definitely want to rewatch it because like I said, I did that that isn't even on my honorable mentions. And I was really bummed by it because I just remember mm-hmm. it being so good. So I'll I'll give it another mm-hmm. chance. Yeah. And it, it, I feel like it also I like because it collided with so many of my interests too. So sure. I mean, yeah. I, my number two is uh well okay so if if there's a movie we've mentioned already on this and we already know what my number one is so i'm sure you can guess what my number two is it is wendy Wu homecoming Warriors. yes <laughs> i that was you talked about high school musical being like that you prepped for that movie that mm-hmm. was my, that was my my movie of that like the the trailers had come out you know disney always had those clips going on the channel and every time it was like and that was around the same time too that I was, I think at least when she was on Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. And so mm-hmm. like, I'd, I, I love Brenda's song. And so when I saw that she was getting to headline her own movie and it was going to be about like Chinese culture, I was just, I was like, I'm in, this is awesome. And the movie did not disappoint. Like I loved the, just like with Luck of the Irish of her grappling with her heritage and learning more about it. But they really uh, went all out, I think in terms of, a better family than in luck of the Irish because the mom is like a, she's like a historian basically. And so Mm -hmm. she like shares all these random Chinese facts throughout the show. And it's like, Oh, this is like awesome. I didn't know that about the Ming dynasty or what, you know, whatever it ends up being that she shared, but then she got that. And then the dad is like the typical, I want to be an American sort of thing where he's like, you know, we got to do it, which is, is so uh, at least I, from what I've heard accurate in terms of like, you have some of those parents who they want to hold on to that heritage and they want to pass that down to their kids. And then there's others who have seen the terrible things that happen to people who express their heritage in America and say, mm-hmm. I just want to assimilate. I just want to be American. So it was cool to see that balance between the two of them. But I loved that it always wins out when you then factor in the grandma who is like, yes. <laughs> she is just this ultimate sage, always passing down wisdom and it's and she like and then and then you got the monk guy who shows up and you know and he becomes sort of friends with the grandma in a sense because she like is like yes i like i'm glad you're here but no one else believes that he's real and so it was just so cool and then you get the then you're in high school and so you're struggling with the again do i embrace my heritage in this respect or do I run away from it? And I love that, you know, we get to see Brenda absolutely kick ass in this movie, especially my favorite bit, it might be that soccer scene where she's like pounding all the balls and then she does the bicycle kick and slams it into the goal. And it's, oh, it was just so great. And then when she has to train with all of her teachers and they're embodied. Yeah, like the ancestors. Yeah, (laughs) which was so funny. And again, a little cringy in some respect, but I loved it because they're cringy because they're monks. Like you have to remember that they're monks embodying the body. So they act a little weird, but yeah, just the whole fact that she's like trying to avoid him the whole time. And then she's like, all right, fine. Like I'll, I'll help you. So 
I, I love that. Again, I've got it on DVD. So I, I love that movie. Yeah, I, that was when I wasn't going to rewatch. And then, because I remember really liking it when I, when I was a kid, but then I remember you said, like, I just, like, oh, it's so good. And I rewatched it. Yeah, I love that. And, like, especially all the, like, themes around, like, heritage. But I also love, like, that scene with the terracotta soldiers. I'm like, that was kind of good for Disney. Like, oh, yeah. Like, when they came to life, like, that's felt very advanced for Disney. Like, the, like the soldiers still looking like stone, but moving so, like, fluidly um that was that was a lot of fun and also just like the funny bits with like the girl who's also trying to be like homecoming queen <laughs> um oh, right yeah she and, was uh, yeah. oh my gosh so great oh and also justin sean's in this as her brother uh pete oh yeah and he's yes. from twilight twilight yeah 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 there's that some was, great stars really in good. here oh that the was... mom's from something too is she from yeah she's from casino royale uh, she's oh. also in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, wow. Uh, she was in some James Bond movies. She's been in a couple of James Bond movies, but she was also in Memoirs of a Geisha, which is a really, mm. really good movie. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. And freaking Shin Kuyomata. You know what's funny? I just rewatched the Disney Channel games with my nephew mm-hmm. to like say like, because Shin Kuyomata, he was in like Disney Tokyo. I didn't realize that until I watched oh. Disney Channel games. Like, so he was like a more of a prominent figure, Disney Tokyo. But, um, oh my God, Disney Channel games really just talk about like <laughs> another piece of nostalgia. Like, wow, oh. like all these characters were like, like hanging out with each other, competing against each other was so much fun. But he was in The Last Samurai too, right? Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So he has, he had a really cool career. Well, and until that point though, because I think I'm looking here on IMDb and it looks like the last thing he did was maybe a a couple foreign films in like 2011 ish around that time. So he hasn't very, Mm -hmm. he hasn't really been active since, Mm. but he, I liked him. He was good. And he was all, it says he was also in power Rangers as an agent. So that makes sense. He's a really good fighter. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Wendy Wu. And then she fights. I just the when you talk about fashion, there was a lot of great fashion in this one as well, with the uh some of the kimonos and then some of the like her homecoming dress when she's fighting in the homecoming dress, and then yes. just, oh, so good. Yeah. She oh my god, it was so great. So I'm scratching yeah. my head. You've you've listed off a ton of really good movies, and I can't guess what your number one movie is. Are you serious, Alex? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. All right, it just hit me. Okay, I was like, okay, there is one movie that we haven't talked about yet. Uh, yes. Can I guess? Yeah. Is it Twitches? No. What? Okay, hold on. Let me go through my list and see if there's something. Okay, Alex, think about what sparked this conversation. Oh my God, that's right. (laughs) I'm thinking about Twitches. I don't want to be no Cinderella. No Dusty Cinderella. Waiting for somebody. (laughs) But it's not that one. It's It's Cheetah Girls 2, right? Cheetah Girls 2. I love the first Cheetah Girls. I wanted to, it's definitely on my top 10, but I felt like it would be repetitive if I have multiple Cheetah Girls movies on the list, like just to yeah. be a spot. So I absolutely adore, I can't, not only is Cheetah Girls 2 one of my favorite Disney Channel original movies, one of my favorite movies of all time. Wow. This movie impacted my, I, this is 
Cheetah Girls is actually my second concert I've ever been to. My sister and I were decked out in Cheetah Girls. They did a con- they did Cheetah a real outfit. concert? They did a concert after, yeah, they did a concert. Raven wasn't there. It's kind of sad, but it was it was really great. Um, I think it was right after the second film, but it was amazing. Like my sister and I, we had um, a bunch of girls in my neighborhood. We were really close. We actually like created like a girl band. Like we were like Cheetah Girls 2.0. I forget what it, so we memorized the dances, everyone. Like I think I was Dorinda. Oh no, I wasn't Dorinda. I was, um, oh my gosh, Keely. I was Keely. Um, because my dancing wasn't as great as Adrian Barron or Raven <laughs> Simone, but it's okay. Um, and so not only did I have like a huge, like outside of like the film, like I like crafted so many like life experiences around that movie from concerts to like being in a girl band or whatever. But that movie is so amazing. Like going to Spain, it was just like a dream, like a fantasy, like strutting down the street with your friends oh yeah. knowing that you're like prepping for like this really like huge concert um like i remember An- angel like you know singing in the streets like serenading the cheetah girls i'm like this is a dream like and then the song so what i love about the cheetah girls franchise is like i feel like camp rock and high school musical was really good with the music but cheetah girls is the whole performance it's the dancing the singing yeah. The outfits, the production, everything was amazing. So, like, party just begun. That opens the movie. Step up. I know those dances. Like, memorize those dances. My sister growing up. It just—it's so much fun. And then, I feel like, I feel like everyone kind of like ah, um, Raven's character like is like gallery is like kind of irritating because she's like so. Kind of like, hey, we need to practice. We need to oh, yeah. do all these things. And it's like, as a kid, I'm like, oh, I'm really mad. like, ah, oh, she's such so bossy. But like, as I watch it growing up, I'm like, she was like so right. And I, I mean, know, obviously yeah. the, the movie like goes to that, but it was just so like amazing just to see everyone like go to Spain and then have their own like separate agendas. Like Dorinda freaking like falls in love with the guy from Spain that was super cute who could dance very well. Um, you know, Leaky wanted to sightsee. Um, freaking uh, Chuchi, Adrian Bellone's character, you know, her mother married like a Spanish guy and she was feeling very conflicted about it. So all of the like storylines just wrapped together very well. Um, and I just love how that movie came together. But the music is phenomenal tops any sound like any soundtrack ever like amazing <laughs> like the, so great cheetahs amigas friends friends for the life yep yep <laughs> that was so great and um i i don't think i'd go a single day without listening to a song on that soundtrack like party just begun is probably my favorite like top 10 favorite songs so yeah, I can't I can't stress enough how much this movie means to me. And uh, 
I feel like this is this whole conversation is full circle because I was just I was thinking that like I'm glad that you have this here I'm glad that I'm able to provide you again with the apology platform of here you can finally share why these movies are so great and why you love them so much I uh I'm looking here at the director of Cheetah Girls 2 and it's funny that you mentioned this uh he also was the director for all of the high school musical movies Oh, really? And he wow, directed this. this Is It, the Michael Jackson movie. Yeah. And uh, he did Bunheads. Uh, and he also did the <laughs> Descendants movies. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it, Kenny Ortega. Uh, he's definitely a Disney, yeah. a Disney staple. He's a, a in the stable, you could say, for Disney. Um, it sounds like when they need him. Um, I watched the first Descendants movie, and I, could, I didn't like it. Um, really? But uh, but yeah, no. So as I kind of said in my review, I, I thought the Cheetah Girls movies were great. I, I'm really happy that I watched them. I wasn't as big a fan of them as you were. But again, that's because I didn't watch them when I was, you know, in that age, like at that time. And I, I honestly, if I had, they would be on my list because it almost feels like the uh, the plot of Cheetah Girls 2 is the Lizzie McGuire movie in the same yes. sense. Of like going mm-hmm. to a faraway place for dancing and singing and so like i loved that whole idea of it and i liked that they were allowed to leave whereas in in lizzie mcguire like they had to sneak out because uh, right. the uh, the teacher wouldn't the principal wouldn't let them leave uh which mm-hmm. was great but uh no that yeah that's great that is full circle and uh i know on my end like i said the even stevens movie is my number one um same thing that just i don't there's not much more to say about it other than it it's one of the best movies out there in terms of, I, I get so sad when it's done because then I know that there's no more even Stevens, but yeah. um, but there always is if you just keep rewatching the, the shows and movies on Disney+. Plus. So now that we've hit the end here, I'm going to scroll through my list here and I'm going to call out a couple of other ones. I want to see if you've seen them. These were some ones that I hadn't seen before and I've watched probably over the last year uh, and I really liked them. Right on track with Brie right Larson. I do not remember. They what are, is that one about? Um, they're they're race car drivers, and the, but they, they they do like shoot style, um, where it's like you're basically doing like a hundred yard dash in a race car. Oh and, yes, I'm looking at. The, I do remember this one. Yeah, I, I haven't rewatched like it recently though. Yeah, and I I think I watched that last year, but I just again it was the first time I had seen it, and I was like, oh wow, I really like that one. Uh, we mentioned it earlier, Color of Friendship yes that i always fun. thought <laughs> it was the one it's kind of like true confessions it had such a different tone oh than yeah. the other disney movies like it was way more serious it was and it was really like the serious. first time like every, you know race was talked about in disney original movie i feel like um but they really dove into it too i i, I was yeah. impressed but also like i i didn't know what to think at some points because i was like they're they're letting them say this stuff on like I know. Disney Channel, like all of the, so it was it was Lindsay Hahn who plays uh, Mari Bach from freaking South <laughs> Africa. I loved that whole concept too. I, it's funny, like I loved it and I hated it because I was like, that is the perfect American movie of like, I want to have a you know an exchange student from Africa because you know they'll be like me. And of course, Disney sends the white girl from South Africa. Like it was like <laughs> the perfect premise of just. Okay, now the tensions are high. But she like she says like 
10 it feels like 10 different slurs in the movie yeah. like explaining you know oh yeah well we say this all the time and, I, and i'm like but you're letting her say this on camera <laughs> like forever to have to deal with people saying hey you know what you said in that movie forever right oh, did not <laughs> carl lumley is in this movie as the dad yes isaiah bradley from falcon and the winter soldier you to me when i saw him in this i i was like okay he is a an unsung chadwick boseman because mm-hmm. it seems like he picks roles where he can have some sort of passion behind it of like for, you know in in this movie he's a he's like a senator who is trying to well, he's doing a bunch of stuff, but then he kind of makes his platform the whole South South African apartheid, which was really cool. But then he gets like super pissed at the girl, and I love how mean the parents are to her. It's like it's so mean. I know, and it was like whoa, whoa, like she's just a kid, but at the same time, I'm like she kind of needs to get put in her place because she's she's kind of a snot. But mm-hmm. uh, I thought it was good. Like I was impressed with the movie. And I, yeah, by the end of it, my, my review, if anyone asked, would be like, I don't know how Disney pulled this off. Like, who let them make this movie just because this is so anti-Disney, <laughs> at least during like the 2000s. You know, they're, they're clearly trying to make headway now and make up for lost time. But mm-hmm. they, this, was, this was a gem in, in amongst a lot of white suburban women shows at that time. So I, mm-hmm. I it was still a suburban show, but uh, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I did like the ending I feel like with you know kind of made up for it but yeah I, I did feel like it was kind of an awkward watch um but yeah it definitely had a different tone but I see what they were trying to do with the movie and I think it ultimately had like a good impact but yeah some of the things didn't age well. <laughs> yeah no some of it did not age that well at all um I watched Now You See It with Ali Mashaka the magician yes. one. I thought that one was pretty good. Uh, I liked the concept of it. And again, another instance of where like she's super smart and she's super determined and no one really tries to stop her, which I liked. Like it was like, hey, we're just going to let her be her. I thought that was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. There was another one on here too that I was kind of surprised with. Uh, oh, the live action 2019 Kim Possible movie. Oh, I still have not seen that. <laughs> I had, I had like, because I loved Kim Possible, the show. And mm. obviously, you know, Christy Carlson Romano's got a close place in my heart. And so I had seen that she was going to make a cameo in the movie. And I was like, ooh, okay, I'll like, I'll check this out. But then I saw like all the reviews were just trashing it. They were like, this is terrible. And so I never watched it. And then mm. I was like, you know what? Why don't I just throw it on? Like it's sitting at a 3.7 on IMDb. And I nice. thought it was all right. Like I enjoyed it for what it was. Like it was cool to see a Kim Possible in live action and to see Christy Carlson Romano. But um, it was interesting. So like, I, I love that even though it feels like all the movies are kind of the same, there is a really good variety in Disney movie in the Disney Channel original movies. Like there's kind of, there's something for everyone, I feel like. Right, for sure. Another another one that I watched that I was like, this is absolutely not going to go on my list. That I was very disappointed is Sweet Life the movie. Did you rewatch? I, I did. I did. I did. Yes. Well, and it wasn't a rewatch. That was the first time that I had seen it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. I, I didn't watch it beforehand. Movie. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> ultimate. But I was, it was tough too because I I noticed 
I stopped watching Sweet Life on Deck. I think it may have gave it like you know episodes, yep. and I fell out. And like it was such a miss that it was like the movie was based on Sweet Life on Deck. Like they were still living on the boat. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is so corny, but it's like weird because they're so much older, and it's such a different feel. Like while well, they're so old, so much older, came out in 2011. Like that was yeah, like. I started, I forget when the first Sweet Life came out, like the first season, but I just felt like it was, I'm like, okay, this, I'm way past this, but the movie was so corny. <laughs> I felt like, you know, the Jimmy Neutron movie where like the pants are like, like the- Oh, walking, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt like that was that, but with twins, it's just like zombie twins, like this is kind of weird. Uh, but ultimately, I think that was like a, disappointment because I know like in any other scenario I would have loved a Sweet Life movie because I love that show so so much and the games on DisneyChannel.com were amazing oh yeah but but um yeah I wasn't a big fan uh, I, when I wa- I liked it, but I didn't like it a lot. Like I, I was glad to see them because I had just like you, I watched all of sweet life. Like I, that was during the babysitting days. So like I, I, and I loved it. I thought it was really funny seeing London tipped in everywhere. Again, you got your Brenda song, but you also get your ads, Ashley Tidsdale and Mosby was always, you know, a classic. And I always laughed because it was like, man, I would love to be a twin living in a hotel and like never seeing my parents. That'd be great. Like just, real. yeah. but the, yeah, you're right. Like when I watched it, I was like, oh, whoa, but I liked it because I had really gotten into, uh, I don't remember. I think it's uh, Zach in Riverdale. Mm-hmm. He does such a good job in Riverdale. And so seeing him be older than he was and kind of seeing those acting chops come out in this movie, you could tell that he was doing a good, I thought he did a good job. And so I was like, okay, yeah, you can definitely see that he wants to do something with his life in terms of acting. Whereas Cody's character, and I guess, you know, the, I don't remember their names, but um, he was more of a doofus. And so I was just like, yeah, he, I haven't seen him in anything. So like, I could clearly see why yeah. he kind of maybe didn't care as much. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Cody, yeah. And I realized, like, his character never changed. It felt like Zach's character evolved yeah, over yeah, time. Exactly, he evolved. And yeah. Cody and was still the Cody dumb was... brother. Like, he, this movie could have been 30 minutes long had he not gone in that sub pod uh, when he was talking with the scientist at the beginning and his brother's like, oh, I'm going to just take the submarine into the whatever and ruins everything. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, if he hadn't done that, like, he could have had the internship that he wanted. It's uh, Right, exactly man yeah, that one was that one was touchy uh, there was another one too that i i uh, was like a first time but it was based off of something let me uh let me double check real quick i think it was no not maybe it was maybe it was kim possible um oh you know what i wanted to ask was about twitches so i watched twitches one uh i watched lisa and i watched that and we i i, I enjoyed it it wasn't that good of a movie though it was like i was like wow i was just happy to see them because we had got we had literally binged almost all of the seasons of sister sister on netflix and i hadn't seen that show much and i i was obsessed like i love so there's like i don't know it probably was over a span of like five months last year and it was just i love before bed watch a couple episodes and like all is right with the world and so i was like you know we should watch twitches and I was like, oh, but 
they did a good job like they were great in it but the movie mm-hmm. itself was just so like eh. and so i didn't even bother watching mm-hmm. the second one but you don't even yeah. have that on your list either i don't because it's like i again disney loves twins but i love sister sister as well one of my favorite shows but i really I liked Twitches when I was a kid, but I rewatched it and I'm like, oh my God, this is so horrible. (laughs) So I couldn't even get, even from nostalgia alone, I couldn't put it on my list. It just, absolutely not. But I love Tia and Tamara, but I, um, and like the movies they did together, like 17 again, I know when I had to get clarification, it's not a Disney Channel original. Um, It did play on Disney though um, sometimes, but that movie was amazing. It almost sounded like you said proof point, proof point with Taj Mallory. Yeah. 17 again sounds just like proof point, but it's like they become like the grant, like the parents or the grandparents become younger versions, like high school. So it's not like babies, but the movie's yeah. actually phenomenal. The so, one with Zach Efron, or is it an older one? It's, yeah, it's the original 17 oh, okay. again. So it's before Zach Efron. Yeah, it was so good yeah and you know i also think about like with these movies like a miss like i feel like it's a huge miss that there was no that's a raven movie that's a good point they could they could have they could have settled then and then not made the the new raven show right and and like you said i feel like raven like raven simone does a bunch of disappearing acts and i feel like they were first that was an easy money grab is like the freaking Mm -hmm. That's a Raven movie. I just feel like she was probably over the role at the time. Yeah. So, but I'm like, I always think like, man, what could have been? I know there's so many opportunities, but I feel like they, it's funny because it's like they were only doing what they thought was best at that time. And mm-hmm. like, if you could go back and tell them like, hey, these are the ones that we're going to blow up. They would have probably made sequels and, and would have, but it's like, and that's why it never made sense to me. I guess they're going off of the ratings that they get on the show of like, this is how many people watched it. But I feel like you're missing a, a, a good opportunity to just see like, how would it have done at the box office? Like mm-hmm. how would Twitches have done at the box office? How would even Steven's movie done at the box office? Cause they clearly felt that Lizzie McGuire had some, some potential for being a good box office story, but there's a lot on here. I mean, True Confession, honestly, and I'm not exaggerating, I feel like True Confessions could have been nominated for like uh, some type of Golden Globe or Oscar for, um, Mm -hmm. I would almost say maybe like the screenplay or, because it's like, there's not that many, or honestly, it would have been Best Supporting Actor for Shia LaBeouf and Mm -hmm. Best Screenplay was probably what it would have gotten. But it just, I don't know why, I mean, I mean, I actually don't. I don't. I don't know why. Why did they make them all be just a Disney Channel movie? Like, why didn't they release them? Maybe right. to save money. Maybe. And I think it's so crazy too. Like when you look back, like now, like all movies are like coming out. Like we would watch like movie premieres like from our TVs, like Disney Channel movies, and now like that's such a big thing now. Yes. Like, all streaming. Like we were used to. Like this is something they were ahead of their time. To. Right, like we would literally like, hey, like Friday at school, you're watching High School Musical tonight. Like the fact that everybody in my age watched High School Musical the same exact time at their house, like, yeah, it's like a thing now. So it's it's funny how everything like just you know comes back into it. It is, and I I wonder if I I bet you they were thinking that at some point of like, hey, you know, 
like i don't know is disney plus going to work and they're going to be like check the rating numbers of the disney channel original movies because that's literally the same thing as like a premiere on a day you've got trailers for it and and kickoffs and little parties and whatnot and yeah it really was let me ask you this too in terms of nostalgia I feel like whenever I think back on literally almost every Disney Channel movie, it feels like summer. Yeah. Is there any Disney Channel movie that you feel like the only one I can think of maybe would be Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire. I usually associate like with Halloween, but I feel like Mm -hmm. the Disney Channel movie was like I'd gotten in from the pool and I'm sitting on the couch watching this movie sort of thing after school or whatever, but like never no vibes from like the spring or when it was cold or the fall it was always like a summer vibe absolutely it i know i i totally understand what you're saying like i don't know getting out the pool have like one of those like popsicles that like yes. break and like dish up something about it and i think i felt like a lot of these movies probably came out in the summer you know school is out but they just all just give that vibe too because it's just like fun exciting and kind of takes you out of kind of like your day-to-day so i totally agree with that uh i'm looking at my chart right now i'll go over just a few of these xenon girl Mm -hmm. of the 21st century january 23rd 1999 oh wow Uh, and the sequel was january 12th of 2000 a lot of these i mean they 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 had a season for sure like oh and this is like around like Christmas uh, let's go to the break. Good year that I was I was gonna say was uh, yeah 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 okay so here's here's a couple of good years you got 2002 double teamed cadet Kelly yes. true confessions get a clue gotta kick it up and then ring of endless light and scream team but those dates are January March April June July August and October so they like had them coming out all throughout the year wow. But they just feel like summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gotta get a clue. Definitely felt like a summer movie, and it came out in. Oh here. yeah. And then two two thousand three, you've got You Wish, Right on Track, Even <laughs> Stevens movie, Eddie's Million Dollar Cookoff, The Cheetah Girls, and Full Court Miracle. Cheetah well, Girls came out in one. August, and Even Stevens came out in June. So that was actually it was a perfect summer movie. But I, I mean, some of these, it's like, okay, you know, now you see High School Musical came out January 20th. So that was a January wow. movie, yet it feels like the summer. Same with Cowbells. That was March 24th. Oh, that was a yeah. hot year. That's a hot year. 2006, High School Musical, Cowbells, Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior, Read It and Weep, <laughs> The Girls 2, and Return to Halloween Town. Oh, wow. That's a year. That is that lineup is amazing. I'm surprised you didn't have enough of like, um, like more Halloween movies. I know you had um, my mom's got a date with a vampire. I was surprised you didn't have the Halloween town movies and I've, I've got them on DVD. Like Lisa loves them and I remember enjoying them, but like when you watch them, they're a little corny but they're yeah. good so like i may I, that may be something i'll watch this year because i haven't seen them in a while but they'll never they, like there's no way they can beat out any of those movies that we've talked about like they're just too far down that list for sure i love how disney branded halloween though it always felt like a moment like halloween oh. yes and, the, then, like, and then the disney channel logo would be like a spider web yes it was so much fun and yeah, I, I really liked it. I remember re-watching a movie I was terrified as a kid. 
was Phantom of the Megaplex. I remember sleeping with my parents for like six months after watching it. Wow. And I rewatched it as an adult. I'm like, this movie is so corny. There, there was, it was nothing scary about it. Yeah. <laughs> that was on, that was on my like, to watch too. I actually hadn't seen that movie before. And so oh, I rewatched you like that it. last year. And yeah, I was like, this movie is corny. <laughs> Yeah, like it wasn't like, scary. There was no suspense in the movie at all. I know, and it was just like, yeah, like a phantom. And it was, I, I like the fact that it was all placed in like a movie theater. So that was, cool. yeah, that part was great. Um, the, the vibe there was awesome. I hated though. Even then, it was like the boss at the movie theater was an absolute jerk. Right. <laughs> like, didn't ever listen to this kid who had really great ideas. So, like, there was a lot of tropes in there that were very corny. But yeah, I mean, that's why I wanted to watch it. I was like, I, you know, you're the same as me. Like, we love the movie theater. And so, like, a movie mm-hmm. that felt like a love letter to it was cool, yeah. but it really wasn't a love letter. <laughs> it was more of right. just like a handwritten note. Right. <laughs> very corny. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I, I can't even think of any other good of the Halloween. Is Hocus Pocus? No, that's not considered a That's Disney a Disney movie, movie, but yeah, not Let me, hold on. I don't think there's any others. So you just got, you've got, uh, we got Under Wraps. Oh, yeah. You, you know they're coming out with another one? Uh, yeah, I think I saw that on here. Yeah, they've got, so here's upcoming Disney movies that they've got listed here for 2021. Summer of 2021 says Spin. I don't know what that is. Under Wraps. And then Christmas Again. And then there's a there's actually they've been doing more Halloween movies recently, and I tried watching one and it was terrible. But mm. um, the twi- Twitches and Twitches too, um, yeah, they, they they're called zombies. There's like a zombies one, two, and three, and then there was one called Girl versus Monster that came out very recently, um, super recently, I think. Yeah, there's the the zombies movies started in 2018. And uh, the Descendants, I could, I would argue maybe the Descendants movies could be construed as Halloween movies just because they're all Disney villains that are in cool costumes. Uh, I'm not mm-hmm. sure it is, but yeah, Girl vs. Monster was absolutely terrible. Like, I had to turn that one off midway through because it was so cringy. <laughs> Did you say you had to do that for Brink, too? Yeah, Brink was t- was super tough for me as well because I'm a, I used to rollerblade. I, I actually have a pair of rollerblades in my car at all times. And what? Yeah, that I love rollerblading, bad. and uh, and that movie just the dialogue was so bad that I was like, I can't, I can't keep watching this. Like it's oh, it was bad. It was so bad. I forget who the bully was from. Like another um movie. I felt. Oh my gosh, like now I don't even recognize this guy's face because it looks very different as an adult. But um, yeah, that, that movie was, I, I kind of, I didn't finish it either. <laughs> um, I think I get close to the end, but I'm like, okay, I've seen enough. I'm glad to hear that because you had said something like, yeah, I'm about to watch Brink. And I was like, well, I'm not going to tell her what I think of it right now because I don't want her to be disappointed. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, good to hear that we were on the same page for that one as well. Yeah, yeah i think the one thing we've missed talking about too is the uh the ease of watching these movies like every single movie is like an an even hour and 30 minutes or an hour and 20 minutes like they're so fast they're breezy you can watch them and you blink and they're over like there's no two hour time limit uh, i loved that i love that they were all short and sweet yeah for sure it was great because I always forget too. It's like you have so many commercials in between them, and like now being able to just watch them with no commercials, 
it just goes by so quick. Did you notice yeah. at all in some of the movies where there would be the commercial cut? And yes. It would be like, you know, a scene would just, and in some of them it was weirdly abrupt and it would end and it would, the screen would just go to black and then the next scene would just start. And it yes. was like, it makes total sense with commercials, but when you're watching it as a movie, it was like, that's not good movie making like that. You just end the scene and start a brand new scene. Like you gave up on the last scene. Like it doesn't work that way, but it does when it's on on the channel. I'm like, gosh, you didn't even think to go back and like re-edit that. Like, yeah, Yeah, exactly. I I noticed that too. Like, I'm sure you have the main footage, but yeah, man, there was an era. I I really miss the Disney channel days because it's like, did you play the games at all? Like when you were a kid? Like I know, Disney I never Channel played games? games, no. I just heard about oh it sometimes, but I never played. The games were so great. Kim Possible probably had the best games, though. Um, they were so good, like so well thought out. And I used to play like Disney, Nick, and Cartoon Network games. Oh, but I felt was that like, like on the computer? Yeah, computer games, yeah. So... I mean, everything about was just such a Disney kid. Like it was definitely my highest one out of all the other networks. But oh yeah, uh, this is this is making me so happy. Just like be like being able to revisit them. There's still some that I have to. There's so many. Like I didn't realize how many were on that list. There was a lot. But so it was great to go back and rewatch them, and then still have some on my list that I haven't seen. Ooh, have you seen Hounded? no oh okay i would actually really recommend that i i i forgot to mention that movie that would have been in my honorable mentions uh hounded is with taj maori and shia labeouf and it has ed begley jr it's about a kid who's at like a prep school and he is trying to get into like a prestigious school and shia labeouf steals his uh his presentation and uses it and so the rest of the movie is like him he like they basically kidnapped the the principal's dog it's it's a very strange concept and the movie's not like amazing but it was really good like i liked it for what it was it was a really cool concept and uh and it was like a lark because i i had i was looking through as i do sometimes i was scrolling through shia labeouf's imdb credits because i was like i want to make sure i've seen everything he's in and I saw that he was in Hounded, and I was like, oh, no way. Like, and that's a Disney Channel movie. Okay. And so he, he oh plays a, the bad guy. Like, he plays a snot, and he does a great job at it. <laughs> that is hilarious. This looks familiar. I'm looking at this, like, picture. Yeah, is it of him and his brother, like, peeking around the corner of the, the yeah. pole or whatever? This yeah. Is, he's from Remember the Titans, the brother. Yeah, he's barely in the movie, too. But he has a really good performance for what he's got in there. Really? That is funny. Oh, my gosh. This reminds me um well i mean just because there's a dog on the poster life is rough that yeah oh and that's the other one i wanted to watch because that has Kay panabaker in it yeah that it's a it's a oh my god what is that actor's name again his name is corey uh, from that's a raven yeah 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 he's in um the he's the guy who's like in the white house at what Corey Corey yeah Corey in the house so kyle massey yes kyle massey yes he was in one of those like netflix uh series where it's like uh not insta famous but one where it's like oh childhood stars or something yeah and now he's like big tiktoker or something like that and yeah but that's that's funny because his career is interesting but uh i feel like after he got off of that story but i didn't really follow as much because Corey in the house was okay but 
I mean, life is rough was fun, but I didn't really see anything after that. Yeah. Oh, um, the girl who was in Aquamarine. Uh, yeah. The, the main girl. She's also in that um, Hounded movie. And in, I, I'm, I'm trying to remember what the, I feel like it wouldn't fly today. She plays somebody in a wheelchair. Oh, really? And I was like, you know, when I first saw her, I was like, oh, I know you from, from I was like, but you're not in a wheelchair in real life i was like yeah so that I, I i was like maybe they weren't thinking about that at the time i feel like if you've got someone in a wheelchair you should have somebody who's actually in a wheelchair which they do a great yeah. job of these days i feel like you like you know in quiet place they've got the girl who's actually deaf and like they're, they're mm-hmm. doing a lot better now but i feel like that movie i think came out at the time when i'm sure they were probably the same time as like you know true confessions and what and color of friendship yeah. when it uh, was right. more acceptable yeah, I Sarah Paxton. That's the girl from Sarah Paxton. She's yeah. in Last House she's on the Left. Uh, the Halloween Town movies too, right? Ish. Um, I think so. Sarah Pax. Reanimator. Oh, wrong. Sarah Sarah Paxton. What? Yeah, she's in the Return to Halloween Town. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I knew she looked familiar. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we didn't talk. Okay, I know. I know we're. Like, okay, bring, bring up random stuff. But Quince, did yeah. you rewatch Quince? I didn't rewatch Quince, but that keeps being suggested to me on Disney. Yeah, it's oh my gosh, it was it's not that great, but oh, <laughs> it's been it's been a while. I think I rewatched it like maybe a year or two ago, but um, it was again multiple. So like her parents had quintuplets, and now she's the ultimate like twins. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like. And it's so funny because it was like all the burden was on her rather than her parents. I'm like, I'm like, you're just the older sister. Like you're not like a single mother of five kids. Right. But yeah. So that that was that was funny. I bet Disney ate that up. Like, hey, we we know you guys like twins, but what if we had double the twins? And they're like, you've got to be kidding me. You've got a storyline about that? Yeah, it's about a kid who has to take care of her four siblings. Oh, does she not have parents? No, no, no. She's got parents, but but she has to do it herself. They're like, you had, you had me at double twins. Just make the movie. We'll, we'll work out the rest later. Yeah. That's so, oh my gosh. She was, she was, I think she was in Halloween too. Like Halloween town movies as well. Kimberly Brown. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. I saw she's, she's does some scary movies. She did some scary movies that I'd seen her in like last house on the left and the innkeepers. Um, oh, wow. Which were a little, you know, kind of spooky. I know you're not a fan mm-hmm. of, I don't think you're a fan of scary movies though. No, not at all. So we'll stick, with, was, stick with Aquamarine and Hounded. I think you'll be fine with those ones for sure. <laughs> okay, I'll definitely revisit them or just watch them for the first time if right. I have it. Well, awesome. So, hey, we made it through. We did it. Uh, we've got the yes. list. It's been memorialized. Uh, before we wrap this episode up, I'm going to give you the floor. What uh, What's your final thoughts on the Disney Channel, on the movies, on this time period in your life? It was very much a special time, very much an era. I loved it. I think I talked about like Disney Channel games as well. And a lot of these movies have a lot of my favorite characters from the series, the Disney Channel original series. Um, And it was just really special. I love the like the different types of stories Disney told, but, um, and they just have a special place in my heart. Even if a lot of them are very, very corny on the rewatch, um, some of them have stuck with me like throughout my whole life. So I'm very, very grateful for that. Yeah. 
That's awesome. And, and yeah, I mean, I'll echo what you said. I, it, it's funny how you, you don't realize it and you never really realize it in the moment, how a movie is going to affect you uh, going forward. And that's like one of my favorite things about being a human and being alive is like experiencing art for the first time. And, or, you know, again, repeat viewings of something. And like I said, you just, there's these, there's the smells and the sounds that just immediately come back to you when you're thinking about that movie. And it's always the summer vibe or whatever it is. it's, It's just so special to have films like that where, not only when you're thinking about them, you get those feelings, but then you actually go and rewatch some of these top ones. And you're like, the feeling's still there. Like that movie holds up. It's, it's so good. And uh, it really is, like I said, one of my favorite things about being alive is just getting to experience that sort of stuff and getting to talk about it with other people. So Maya, thank you so much for coming on. This was a, an absolute blast. I'm really glad we got to yes. do this. And I hope, I hope this, this buries the hatchet of the cheetah. <laughs> It definitely does. Thanks for having me, Alex. Thank you. Yeah, and while while I will say that this episode was in no way short for comics and cinema, I'm your host, Alex Klein, and this is my super short show. 